Welcome to Pure Hustle Podcast. I'm Mike. And this is Orlando. And we're on episode 22. 22. Double deuces. Does that work? What? What? Did you just say double deuces? (laughs) All right, man. Well, I mean... You can you can be a little gangster at times, well, but that's like a little two, too much. Like two and a two. All right. Double deuces. There we go. All right. Let's keep moving on. You know, eventually we're going to get this right where the intro just sounds normal. Like like we actually like practice it? Yeah, like we actually have. But I guess people are okay with this interesting, yeah. awkward moment. Hey, people like hearing, you know, you talking about double deuces. So <laughs> okay. there you go. All right. Hopefully there was no gang affiliation at all involved. Yeah, in hopefully not. Sorry. If so, we apologize. We believe in being law-abiding citizens who resell. Yes. Okay, let's move on. All right. So now we're in episode 22. It's November. We're about to hit Q4. Well, we are in Q4. We're about to hit the real Q4. Yeah, I can't wait. And neither can I. It, it seems like it's taking forever. Yeah, but you know, I've noticed that um, a lot of the toys and things that have just been sitting for a while are starting to slowly sell. So oh, you're I'm selling some of them. It. Yeah, not, not any of like... The, the toys, things, yeah, not not any of the big things that I've I've gone out and like sourced like a whole bunch of, but but the little things here and there that that I've gotten throughout the the summer that I just have been sitting there all of a sudden selling. So you know that's true. I do have some random puzzles I remember picking up, like at Burlington, some other stores that I just picked up for like six and I sold them for like thirty five. I just sold a puzzle like ten minutes ago, right before we started. Isn't that weird? Yeah, it's bizarre. Strange. I love puzzles though. I got to tell you, they are nice ROI. So, Especially if you get them at a, if you get them at like a thrift store, it's great as long as they're unopened, right? Like, don't ever buy cool. an opened. Hey, did you puzzle. ever consider in your early days like a thousand piece puzzle? Well, no, I, I definitely Wait, haven't. There's a hesitation. That. It tells me well, you might have. Okay, so you remember it was a lot, uh, several episodes ago I talked about um, I bought what well, Stratego, right? And I felt oh, like right. it was a puzzle because I was going through literally every single piece and then I was missing some. So I'm like, wait a minute. So I recounted multiple times and I'm trying to figure out which pieces am I missing for each? Is it worth listing? Do I buy these pieces? So I probably spent like 45 minutes on this game that I just threw away. <laughs> you didn't even post it? It wasn't. Well, I was missing pieces and it just wasn't worth it. I thought you were going to go like online and buy the missing pieces. I was thinking about it and then I realized I would rather just Spend my time listing other things. Yeah, but you know that's a, that's a good point though, right? I mean, time is very important, yeah. and you learn. But you learned, right? And that's going to be part yeah. of our next episode when we talk about growing as a reseller. And that's not to say I don't buy games that I have to go through and double check, especially if I know there's a good ROI. Um, I'll also pick up the game. And, that does and, remind and me. Years ago, I came across March, not March Madness, Mall Madness, and it was this game. Well, it's it's self-explanatory. But it was like 80s, 90s. I'm sure many of you listeners that are out there listening heard of this game. And I remember going, oh, I can make $80, $90. And then I remember going home and opening it, and I was missing pieces. Ugh. And then I go, you know, I could part this out and make money. And so I parted it out. But then even the parting out was just like. It takes time. It did take time. Now, there are some games where you do make money parting pieces mm. out. And I've done that before. I've sold a, I sold an incomplete game, and it was very clear that it was missing pieces, and the person bought I bought that. And then it's kind of cool. So those of you who follow us on Instagram, um, I think Orlando, was it an off, uh, was it CSI, some trivia game that you posted? Oh, Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy, yeah. So, and then one of one of our listeners, um, or maybe just somebody on Instagram. It was on Instagram, I remember. Yeah, uh, mentioned that they're like, hey, if you find a friend's trivia game or the, the friend's board game, pick it up. It's worth money, right? 
literally that weekend, like the day before, I found one for 50 cents. Nice. How much do those go for? It's like 30 bucks. So it's not like huge, but you know, 50 cents to $30 is. No, I get it. Like today, it's kind of random. You know, I sold, remember that Office Clue game I sold Uh a few weeks ago for like 160. And then today, while I was garage sailing, I came across another Office game and it was opened. And I just, I'm not a fan of open games, but I scanned it and it was going for like 70 something dollars on Amazon. Hmm. And then I went on eBay and the used ones are going like 40 to 50. And I guess the office, like, if it's, I feel like we're doing bolos right now. That's all right. It's a good we're, way we're to gonna, start the episode. We're going to do the show, you know, backwards today. <laughs> we're start with bolos, go to hustles, and then go all the way to updates. Yeah. Okay. No, let's let's run a normal order. This is just this is okay. just intro chat. I just we're this dropping bolos. This is pre-show. Do you like the word bolo? I get people Free all the time that say bolos. Okay. Do you like bolos? You like the word bolos? I think it's fine. I mean, it's easier. You don't I mean, think what's it's cheesy? A, what, is there an alternative we can use? No. Yeah. I mean, maybe if somebody gives us an alternative that's less cheesy, then okay. sure, we'll okay. do it. But, but I get in people meantime, all the time to ask us, right? What are, we should maybe put a little reselling dictionary together. Oh, like a like And a sell it for like 60, 60 for, bucks a piece. Yeah, like like just our ridiculous book. amount. <laughs> I'm just joking. We won't do that. Yeah. If we make it, we'll give it to you guys for free because we love you guys because you're awesome. All right, so let's before we get ourselves into trouble, all right, let's catch up a little bit. So uh, let's talk a little bit about your videos. You said you're going to make some videos, yeah, without me, by the way. But well, I mean, we'll, we'll go with it. You know, it's tough. Well, that's part of the thing too. Is it's hard. I I make decent videos. Oh, no, he, like. he does. I, I try not to be like I'm not. I'm not trying to like be arrogant but i feel like i, I do a pretty good job I mean, no but I, most of our production work like the mug life video this recording of this podcast it's mike i just sit here and talk you know you got the the knowledge i bring the technology yeah. um but i mean i do this on the side right like i record wedding videos i record events i do a lot of things like that uh, but when i record those i'm never the star of it right like i'm i'm just operating the camera it's the only thing i need to think about uh, so today i decided um going out garage sailing I feel like that's still weird to say. It, remember, there's no I after the A. It's just sailing. Sailing? Yeah. Yeah, but like, I like I like the idea of it like you're on a boat, like sailing. Yeah, but like, because then it could be like pirates. Sense. Like you're out trying to get treasure, garage sailing. Right. Grab that loot. Yeah, grab the loot while you're sailing. Garage sailing. Okay, anyway, so let's move. So um, I, I decide that I'm going to um, go garage sailing and record it, right? Like just record myself as I'm going out, everything I'm doing. So I actually put a little hole inside of my fanny pack that everybody makes fun of me for wearing. And I put a GoPro in there. Uh, and then I got another camera and I've got a microphone. So I've got the mic underneath my shirt attached so people can't Wait, see it. You're trying to be incognito, but I don't even know how that can be incognito. It looks terrible. You have a mic coming out of your shirt. No, no, it was, it was, you have a camera on your fanny pack. I think it was all like, nobody could tell. Unless you're dealing with people who've lost their glasses. I think It'd be pretty obvious. I feel like I was pretty good. I feel like I was, maybe, maybe I was really obvious, but I think I was incognito, but it was tough, man. Cause it's like, I got to open up the fanny pack and start the recording before every garage sale, make sure that my mic is recording, make sure that the batteries are good. The memory cards are good, that I remember to turn it off that I don't. And so like, it was a lot of work to try and do. And I, it slowed me down quite a bit. And I don't think I made an incredible video. I think we'll see how it turns out. I don't know if anybody will actually want to watch it. Cause I didn't, I didn't end up getting a ton of great purchases so it's not going to be like a clickbaity video like 
how I made five thousand dollars in one day. Grudge. Hey, that's not clickbait. It's just there's videos that that happen. No, there are, but but that's what I mean. Is like it's not going to be one of those videos where people are going to want to watch because it gets to maybe it'll be too real. You know, like sometimes when you go out and you're hitting those garage sales. No, no, you're gonna you're gonna enjoy the the video. Everybody's gonna love it. Cause they'll they'll know that. Well, you're already like sabotaging like the video. Has it even come? Has it even been made? Yeah. Well, I want to be real, right? Like, yeah, once but, I but put the video, but there's a part of being real where you let the audience decide whether it's real. Maybe, but at the same time, I feel like I want to. I want them to know right off the bat. Like, if if it's not, if you want to watch something where somebody's walking around, does a little bit of bargaining, maybe gets a hundred to two hundred dollars worth of profit in the day. Not great. Video cuts out a couple of times because my memory card got full and I had to switch it. If you want to watch that, please watch the video. It's a learning process. I'm learning how to do this, so. It'll be good. All right. Well, I look forward to seeing it. I don't even know what Mike. Mike was totally top secret about it. He just dropped me a text said, hey, no, actually, he didn't even drop me a text. I saw it on an IG story, like with everybody yeah. else. That's how Mike rolls sometimes. All right. Well, what about you? You were, you were, you were going to get your... Amazon inventory out, right? It was kind of... <laughs> so, okay. So, my OA, all my online arbitrage is gone. I did ship all that out. And it was one of those where it was just getting obnoxious. So, you know, I do have a storage unit to work with. And then I have things in my home. And I hate having stuff at home. I just hate it. Because I, you just get overwhelmed and you just let it sit there. And then more stuff piles on. And then you get these unfulfilled items that come in from Amazon that were damaged, you get returned, you know, it just becomes overwhelming. And then you're just like, what am I doing? Like, this is terrible. And so I decided to send them all out. Now, I did mess up on the order. I'm going to have to confess here in front of all thousands of people. So I don't know, for whatever reason, this happened uh, with two or three boxes. One of the boxes was fine. And uh, somebody... Uh, on Instagram, had had DM me and said, "Hey, this box, yeah, does Amazon allow those boxes?" Well, for the stuff I, you know, some of the stuff I had, it did because if you have an Amazon box that you're sending to the warehouse and it's over 24 inches, that's fine if the items are over 24 inches, right? I mean, how can Amazon put a restriction on that when mm. the items are bigger, right? But you can't use a massive box to put in a whole bunch of stuff. Mm. Well, I did do that for like three or four boxes. Oh. And the worst part about it is, and I completely forgot, like, I'm making, and I'm just being real here. So, you know, those of you that follow us on Instagram, you saw the IG story. Like, I'm, like, bragging about how big these boxes are, and I'm, like, impressed. And, and yeah, and so I had to, luckily, everybody at the UPS store knows me. And, again, I will tell people, like, develop great relationships with the UPS store and the post office. You know, it, it'll definitely work in your favor because, you know, they're always willing to help me out. And so I dropped everything off, and, you know, I didn't think about it. I'm like, oh, all done. Time to roll on. And then I see this DM message. It was actually a couple. It wasn't just one. It was a few people. And I go, hmm, okay. Yeah, I don't know if all those boxes are okay. So then I, I called the EPS stores. And this is, like, probably, like, 10 minutes before pickup. And I don't know what Amazon would have done. So I called them. I had to go pick up all the boxes. I had to bring the boxes all the way back home. I had to open all the boxes. I had to tape up other sets of boxes and transport everything to the boxes, seal them again, take the other boxes to the dumpster, and then go back to the UPS store the next morning. That sounds terrible. I lost probably four hours of my life. 
That's not good. And I contemplated sharing this because it, it's really embarrassing. It really is. But one of the things is, right, we're all about learning. Yeah. Don't don't make that mistake. Right? I will not make that mistake this, ever, ever again. Learn from Orlando and don't, don't do that. Well, because, okay, so last Christmas I was selling these kind of construction sets that were massive. I probably sold... I want to say about 50 of them. Mm. So I was doing boxes like that all day. I never thought about like, hey, I mm. can't put, you know, 40 units of a smaller item. So it just slipped my mind. It's one of those things where you're moving too fast. Mm. And I advise all of you, like, especially with Amazon, like, don't move too fast. You know, I, I've had, I probably in the last two months, I've had like two or three shipments where I missed an item or I thought I packed an item or I put a different quantity on one of them and, you know, nothing's happened yet, but it's, I always say with Amazon, you never know when they'll drop the hammer, so you got to be careful. So, yeah, that was my update. Nice. Well, as far as the other stuff, <sighs> remember I was supposed to get GameCube controllers wrapped up and all uh -huh. that? I didn't do that yet. Just because I just, it, it's a lot of time. Mm -hmm. And right now, just straight retail arbitrage is a lot faster than bubble wrapping used items for me. And today I had a, had a decent haul, which I'll talk about later, but it would have required more bubble wrapping. Mm. So that's my update. Nice. Huh? So. Hey, you know, you live and learn. Four hours gone. Time wasted. Probably some money wasted. But tape. Lost a lot of lesson tape. Lesson learned. And we know you use a lot of tape. We saw that in the uh, Mug Life video. <laughs> What's the deal? Why is everybody calling me out Because that's a that? lot of tape. It was a lot of tape. Really? Yeah. I didn't. Okay. Now, I just wanted to make sure it was safe. Like, I didn't want to put a little bit of tape and then somebody packs it and it ends up getting destroyed. Like, I want it to be legit. Because I packed a mug that I sold, which we'll talk about when we get to Hustle of the Week. Okay. Um, and I, I probably used a quarter of the amount of tape that you used, and I feel very confident about it. You know, you could have edited that video. We didn't have to show all that tape. Well, you were talking the whole time because it was like, piece of tape, piece of tape, piece of tape. As you're talking, piece of tape, piece of tape, piece of tape. Hey, you know what? It, it's still informative the tape, video. I'm the happy tape, with it. It was great. If you guys haven't seen it yet, you got to go watch it. It's really good. I just... I feel bad for your wallet, man. That's a lot of tape. Well, I do have ways of getting free tape. Did you see my eBay hack? Free tape? Yeah, did you see that? I didn't see it. So, uh, this is like old news, but remember eBay had... Uh, maybe, oh, yeah, the upgrade the, the store. Upgrade the store? Yep. I have so much eBay tape. Mm. I have hundreds of dollars of eBay tape for free. Oh, I didn't tell you this other story. Is, I'm full of stories. Is this here. your random story? No, it's not my random story. No. It's another story. Just a, a random story, but not the random story. So... And and I got to give credit where credit's due. So a couple months ago, I'm I'm trying to pull up uh, the story here. A couple months ago on IG, somebody had been talking about getting free tape from the post office, and I'm like, how do you do that? And actually, it's a it goes by IG handle Matt Klein Hustle. He sells a ton of Nike. He's an awesome guy. If you haven't had a chance to check his IG page, check it out. Follow him. He's great. And he did this Insta story, and he was talking about how to get free priority tape. From the post office. Now, I think, I don't want to say maybe a year ago, you were able to go online and get some of that. And so he put this out and he had talked about how he went to the post office and they gave him like two free rolls of priority mail tape. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. And then he backtracked a little bit. He's like, well, it's not free. It's just, you know, I know certain people and blah, blah, blah. Mm. So in typical Orlando fashion, I'm like, I wonder if I can do this. And so I went down to the post office and I said, hey, do you guys have any priority mail tape you're willing to give away? 
And sure enough, they're like, oh, yeah, here's two rolls. Never hurts to ask. No, it never hurts to ask. And so yeah. I got, so I have all the eBay tape. I have two rolls of priority mail tape. So, yeah, I did I lose a ton of tape on that Amazon fiasco? Yes. But I still have a lot of tape to go. There we go. I'm okay with that. All right. Tell me a little bit about your random stories from the week. Oh, random story. Okay. So today, like I mentioned, I was out, uh, uh, you know, hitting up them garage sales. Yeah, we're recording on a Saturday night, by the yeah, way. Yeah, Saturday night, which is unusual for us. It is unusual, but, but we got to get these episodes out. Yeah. So anyway, so I'm recording today, and is my first. So I'm like super awkward, right? Like you already mentioned, I probably was a little awkward with the microphone. Got my fanny pack, and I'm wearing like a, a Hawaiian shirt type shirt over top of an undershirt, so that the mic would hide a little bit. So this Hawaiian shirt's like flaring out with this. Fanny pack, like I look goofy. Like you're um, on like a vacation. It was bizarre. Like, yeah, in uh, the keys I look or something goofy for sure. Okay. Um, and anyway, so I met this. It's it was like a, a a sale that was at a storage unit where like a bunch of storage units were open. Yeah, and people were selling stuff outside of it. And I hear this this guy who goes, "Hey, Mike," and you know that's my name. So I look over that direction and I'm like, "Oh, you know, there's probably another Mike here." And then my name again, right? So I look and there's somebody walking towards me and he like kind of gives me like a head nod. And I'm like, oh, there must, like, I look behind me. I'm like, there's got to be somebody else here. Like, I don't know this person. Like, I'm, and, and then, but he's coming my direction. So, like, I, I, I smile and nod back. And he's like, Mike from Pure Hustle Podcast, right? So and random. I was like, that's so cool. I was like, yeah, you know, and he, his name was Mike too. And he's like, yeah, I'm, um, uh, what is it? Vintage.games.plus on Instagram. Uh, and he sells like a ton of game stuff. If you're not following him on Instagram, you should. His stuff is is awesome. He's yeah, he was one of our hustles of the week a few weeks ago. Yeah, and so it was awesome getting a chance to meet him. Right, so we, we chatted for a couple minutes. He he was didn't do well at that one either. So he was bailing, trying to get to the next one as fast as possible. So we were both leaving, but I felt weird. Then as he left, I looked at myself. I'm like, man, like the goofiest I could possibly look. <laughs> that is classic. Yeah. So, but I, I got to meet. Did um, you feel like? You had to explain yourself? Your I did. I told him, I said, I'm actually recording right now um, to try and like, this is why I'm wearing what I'm wearing. But, uh, awesome. but you know, it was, it was really cool getting to meet somebody who he's obviously been reselling a lot longer than I have. He's got a ton of experience. Um, you know, so it's just, it's a cool community to be a part of. It is. It is. And Hey, if you see us out in the wild, like feel free to say what's up. We've had a few people already approach us. I, I've ran into people in the Nike store at garage sales it just, it's awesome. I mean, we and and what I like about it is, you know, we get to learn from each other too, right? Like, hey, why are you here? What are you up to? If you wanna, if you wanna let us know, you know. Yeah. It, it's up to you. But but yeah, it's a great opportunity. So nice. Yeah. It's nice. Cool. It was nice meeting you, Mike. For Mike. Mike from Mike. Mike to Mike. You're the man. All right. Follow him. Follow him. Vintage.games.plus on Instagram. That is so cool. All right. Well, mine isn't as cool. It's just it's just weird. So I like estate sales and I don't like estate sales. So I like estate sales because sometimes I find I can go in into estate sale and I pick up stuff that no one else is looking at, mm. which is such a great feeling. Then there's other times I go to estate sales and I'm like, I have no idea what's in this house. Yeah. Right? No idea. So today I went to this estate sale and I was kind of pumped about it, but like it, I knew it wasn't going to be the greatest in the sense of like I was going to find what I wanted because, I, you know, when they list everything out yep. and you don't recognize pretty much anything mm -hmm. on there, you're like, oh, I'll check it out. Maybe there's stuff they didn't put, right? Because, you know, I'm big into video games. Mm -hmm. I'm big into certain kinds of vintage clothing. I'm I'm big into Harleys. You know, all that stuff, Hawaiian shirts, all that stuff. 
So I show up. And, and right at the door, they caught me, like, recording myself, you know, talking about going to the States. And I'm like, oh, who are you guys? And I'm like, Pure House Podcast, blah, blah, blah. So maybe you guys are listening. Hey, welcome. <sighs> and I walk in, and this house was, like, old school. Like, mm. we're not just talking about, like, old furniture. We're talking about, like, wallpaper, like, rooms. Like, one had, like, a it's kind of like a... I want to say like a cheetah kind of print wallpaper with a cheetah print couch, mm. leopard print couch. And then another room had roses everywhere. And what really threw me off was like I kept looking for stuff. And I'm like, where's all the good stuff? Like, it's I, I'm not, I'm kind of lost. And so they kept pushing like, hey, tomorrow we're going to have an auction. And I'm like, oh, what are you guys auctioning off? And they said, hey, we're going to auction the whole room downstairs. I'm like, hey, can I check it out? And they're like, um. No, it's it's sight unseen. Mm. I was like, what? Well, like, the whole room, huh? The whole room. Ooh. Okay. And then they're like, and we also have this other storage shed, like a 10 by 30 or something. Does that sound right? The dimensions? Yeah. Okay. It's supposed to be a very long shed. And it's also sight unseen. Mm. And I'm just like, I, I don't know. Like, this is. This is weird because the re- reason and they open it up and it's empty. Ha <laughs> ha, gotcha. Well, yeah, it could be that. But what, what threw me off was like, I, I, I wrote, there's two things here. Either one, I definitely, my knowledge base was way off, right? Mm-hmm. I, I posted on IG, like, you have to learn more because I really felt like I never, I didn't recognize anything that was in there. That's part of the problem too, is like, there's, especially when you're getting into like vintage stuff, because there's so many different brands that you might only see a handful of times ever, right? So to know what's what and what's good. I mean, even if you guys watch a uh, trash talk, right? Was it episode three when, when Gary V is in uh, in someone's house and he's in the basement and he's like, I got to learn Christmas. Oh, I got to yeah. learn Christmas. Oh, yeah. I don't know anything about Christmas. And I want to tell him like, hey, you should listen to some of our stuff, right? Because we've got the the department, the department 56. Department, actually, I did DM him and say, hey, look out for department 56. And, and I told him about a couple other brands, but you know. But you can feel like that, right? When you're in a place, you're like, I need to learn everything, right? Like I, even though you know so much more than I do and I feel like my... Another sale. I had to. It's a, it's a Harley vest. Nice. For $115. Paid hey. 20 bucks for it. Good job, man. I like those kind of sales. Anyways. Yeah. All right. Is that braggadocious? A little bit. Okay, sorry. I sold a, sorry, I, I sold a $15 puzzle. You sold a $120 vest. You know, we're good. No, but, okay. Let, but let's go back to that. So, you know, I felt the same way. Mm. But it was just weird because I literally felt like I was looking at junk everywhere mm. I went. And there's a part of me that goes, is it possible that the people running the state sale just ran through everything already? Mm. They took everything that they wanted out of there. Right? Because I'm going, I'm like, this is junk. And I did research. Like, I was Mm. on my phone. I'm looking. I'm like, junk, 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 junk. It was Mm. weird. And then I'm going, do I really? Like, I did sign up. And I was going to show. It's supposed to be like, you go early in the morning. And they'll let you. No, they don't let you pre. You show up early in the morning. And then I think they let you preview the room, but I don't think they let you preview the shed. It's kind of like huh. storage war style. And uh, I just couldn't do it. Hmm. I just couldn't do it. I think the room, the room was really, I think, sight unseen too. I, I can't remember, but I just remember going, would I be willing to do that? And, that's, and I know some of you do storage units out there, so I got a lot of respect. Like, that was the first time I actually had to think about it, hmm. right? So, okay, so there is a preview, and the preview is 20 minutes. Is that tomorrow? Tomorrow, yeah. What time? I'll let you know after. No, I'm saying we should both go. 
You want to go tomorrow? Yeah. Well, what time? We could we could swing it. Okay. I'm not gonna buy it. I'm not gonna steal your sale, man. No, but I'm not I, gonna bid it I up am on not, you. No, there's no, this is gonna go for thousands. It's not gonna be like several hundred. No, yeah, I'm not gonna buy. I just, I mean, are you thinking about buying it? Nah, just because there's it just doesn't feel right. And that's one of the things you gotta learn. Like when things don't feel right, and maybe I'm walking away from something, but it's kind of like people aren't going to set up something knowing that they're going to lose money. You mm. know what I'm saying? Like the other day I was watching a, a YouTube video and they had, you know, the auctioneers from storage wars. Yep. I think it's Don and I forget their names, but yeah. The funny, couple, funny the story. The lady. Yeah. So my neighbor, when I lived um, up a few hours North of here okay. uh, was took pictures of animals um, like that, she's an animal photographer, like pet photographer. Okay. And every time I saw her, she would tell me about how she does famous animals. And it was, I think, a dog or a cat or something from the Storage Wars auction people. Like that was her claim to fame was that she took pictures of the dogs from from the auctioneers. The auctioneers. So that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Wow. Okay. You know, it's Dan and Laura <laughs> Dotson, and and the reason I say this is because. They actually stole the storage unit that had like millions of dollars of cash in it. Oh. Right? So now that's storage unit. That's a little different. Estate sale, like you go through the stuff. You know what I mean? That's why I'm kind of just hesitant about going. Maybe I'm wrong. So, you know, I've heard a few people talk about using those companies. So these companies, they come in, they make a portion of the sales, right, that that happen at a, a lot of estate sales? It, it varies. It varies. So I have, I actually have a friend of mine that does estate sales. And they'll buy out the estate. Like, they'll mm. buy out everything. And so they'll keep some things, and they'll go to eBay or they'll go to Amazon. And actually, I was helping them learn how to do Amazon. Because, mm. you know, he's like, hey, Orlando, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what to do with this new stuff. And so, sorry. Another it's a, sale? It's a busy night. Um, we're not going to look at that one. So he was approaching me about it, and I asked him about his process, and that's what they do. They'll either buy it out. And they get to keep it. And I don't know about the percentage ones. There might be some people that do percentages. If you do estate sales, let us know. Uh, but I think that's that's the way this company does Something it. Something that we need to expand. Like, let's open up like a thrift store or start an estate something. You know what I mean? Like, so we have an outlet for the things. Oh, that I would we're love buying. to do I would love to do like Pete the Craigslist Center. I would love to have his setup where he has a brick and mortar store mm -hmm. and people come in and buys and sells and almost like a pawn. It's not like a pawn shop. No, it's it? not, not at all. It's like a Maybe like in between like a thrift and a pawn shop. Something. Correct. Yeah. That's, that's or what like, it is. Um, um, what is it? Not like an antique store, but like consignment, like a consignment type. It's kind of like that. And, or maybe it is that, but uh, that I would love to do that. I don't know how vibrant that would be in San Diego because the ones I know mm. of aren't around anymore. That's true. There's only one I know of that's still around in San Diego. The others, I feel terrible because I knew some of those people and their stores are no more. Yeah. I mean, so. it's, it's, I think it's, and we have some listeners too that are, have actually did have stores and they're no more either. It's, well, it's so expensive here, right? Like land and property. It's just, it's, well, so it's expensive. the overhead. The yeah, overhead. The overhead that, that's so. why I'm, I look at you and going, yeah, let's stick to eBay and Amazon and Poshmark and whatever yeah. else you're using. So, okay. I think I killed that story. We went all over the place on that story, but. The thing is, I just I just don't feel right about it. Hmm. Maybe I'm off on that. You think I'm a little paranoid here? No, I mean, I I would never encourage you to spend money on something you're not 100% sold on. Uh, but 
at the but same maybe, time. Maybe we go tomorrow and we check it out. And then if we want to, we do it. And then if we don't, we just leave. Depends on time, though, man. We're recording late tonight. I might want to sleep in. I got a lot of listing to do tomorrow. That's true. But yeah, if you're like, if you're considering buying it, I'll come. I'll come and record it. I'm not. No. I'm well, not. Because I'm not going to waste my time. Man. This is why I got a lot of respect for people that do estate sales and storage units. Is they have networked to find a place to sell all their stuff. Mm. That's a big thing. See, I don't have that huge network. You give me an antique, uh, you know, couch or an antique bed. I, I don't know what to do with it. Mm. You know what I mean? Throw it up on offer up. But there's probably places you drop it off for fifty percent off consignment, a fifty percent consignment, and you'll make money on mm. it. So, all right, let's talk about some current topics. Yeah, teach me. I don't know what's going on. Well, no, the- it's not. It's not like teaching you. So. I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I'm noticing that there's a lot of restrictions happening on Amazon again, like right before Q4. And I'm like, say- you're getting gated and stuff you weren't previously gated. I'm getting gated, gated and I'm getting a lot of DMs from a lot of people hmm. saying, "Hey, I just recognized I got gated here, and I was ungated all last year." Weird, right? Or I just, you know, like what happened to me? I had a bunch of sandals that I had I had purchased at Marshalls that were going for good money. I sold probably. Five of them, five of them for fifty bucks a piece, and in total, I paid like two hundred for, you know, I don't know, ten plus pairs. So I still made money on it, but what ended up happening was that I don't know where Amazon was just like restricted, hmm. and then I went to do the. Maybe I'm like, hey, maybe I just need to get auto approved. So I go to get auto approved, and then it's like we need a letter from the manufacturer or an invoice from the distributor. Oh. And then I can't remember. Remember you had that conference call uh-huh. earlier in the year? What did they tell you in that conference call about whether things will get restricted once they're at the warehouse? Yeah, I, from what she told me was that once it's there, they'll sell it. Yeah, see, and that's my that's my thing. Like, all my stuff was there. And there's, mm. some, other, there's some other items. And they're making you, like, get it back? Like, yeah, like, there's no option. Like, I had to create the removal order and have it get sent back to me. Ugh. Which which just yeah. just hurts, and, and you know, luckily eBay's there, and I'll still make my money back. But it's one of those. This is why I always say, like, I, I'm a big believer that like eBay and Poshmark and all those are still going to cater to sellers like you and I. Yeah, I mean, I could be wrong. I mean, Amazon obviously is taking over the world, right? Like, there's there's no there's no way well, around the, it. I I truly believe like either they're gonna start like let's say the economy goes south, right? They're either going to buy out businesses or some kind of social media thing's going to buy out businesses. Something that's still sustainable is going to buy everybody else out. Yeah. I mean, I think Amazon's going to, I think they're taking over. I don't see anything competing with them at the level that they are. I almost just wonder, though, because in, in some ways right now they're a logistics company, right? Like they do obviously sell some some stuff, some stuff they market themselves. Um, but a lot of it, you know, when it's third parties sending stuff in, but as they get bigger and control the market more and more, um, if they control the customer base, mm-hmm. um, then eventually they get to a place where, you know, do they need people to send stuff in? Do they need to sell it for other people? Or are they just better off, you know, doing bulk order purchases and selling it th- themselves? Like, are are people going to just be cut off completely from Amazon? Well, but know. that's why I keep saying, like, I'm going to keep doing eBay. Mm. Because with eBay, like, it's really hard for anybody to compete like Amazon would have a hard time competing in vintage clothing. Yeah. Maybe unless they hire people to go out to thrift stores and go to garage shows or whatever, which would be kind of crazy. But you know, I, I think that market will still thrive. Mm. Right. The other market, you know, doing, I love RA 
It brings in a ton of income. It's awesome for Q4. But I don't know how long it's going to be around. That's why I'm working like crazy this Q4, acting like it's the last Q4 that I'll be able to do something like this again. Yeah, because I mean, I'm at a place right now where that's not even an option. Like doing doing the retail arbitrage and getting, um, I mean, I'm able to buy some things, but basically everything is being sold on eBay because I can't, I'm gated in almost everything on Amazon. So I can't really sell through that route. So what I'm trying to figure out is, is there, is there a big enough market on eBay that if, if Amazon never opens up for me or if it ends up falling through for everybody, um, will I be able to make enough money solely off of eBay, whether it's garage sales, thrift stores, or retail arbitrage, um, or, or is there not, right? And it mm -hmm. seems like there's quite a few people who do only eBay and do just fine, right? So No, there are. And, then that's, and there were people that were doing that during the recession of mm -hmm. 08 that were just fine. So I think it's totally doable. It's funny you say that because I ran into one of our friends who does real estate. And so the wife does, she sells real estate and he does construction. And, you know, I kept telling him like, you know, I'm, and not that I want the, the economy to collapse, but I want it to happen after Q4. Because <laughs> then, you know, hopefully I have enough capital and I can buy things and stuff like that. And I said, I'm sorry to say that to you. And, and he goes, no, 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 there's ways to make money even in construction and real estate when the economy is down. So that was encouraging to me because I, I also had a lot of friends that lost their businesses during that time. So Amazon, I think it's one of those, like, you got to ride that train while it's there mm. and always know that in the back of your mind, like, that train might eventually stop. And that's kind of where I'm at this Q4. Mm. Hey, I'm seeing it more because now I'm also, you know, getting all these DMs about uh, people are getting infringement claims. So infringement claims are, you know, it's a company that says, you know, you don't have the right to sell a property or it's it's a fake one or whatever it is. Um, and it did remind me, like, one, I had these scary moments when I was first doing Amazon. So years ago, maybe three years ago, I bought a dog collar at a Goodwill. And I paid, I think, $5 and it was selling for 40 on Amazon mm. FBA. And the reason I remembered this was two weeks ago. Remember the garage sale I bought all that pet supply stuff? Yep. And, the, you know, I bought, like, I think three collars. Uh, no, sorry, three leashes, right? Mm. <laughs> I don't want to call them blue collars. Three leashes uh, for, you know, 12 bucks, and they're going each for $35. So mm. I'm like, nice profit. And then I hesitated selling them, sending them in because I remember what happened to me. Mm. I bought this dog leash, and I sent it into Amazon, and it sold, like, within a week. I mean, I was like, yes. I mean, you know, this is the early days, so mm. any sale I was always pumped about. And then I get this message in my inbox, my Amazon inbox, going, uh, please uh, remove all of your inventory. Uh, you know, this is a, it was like a cease and desist. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, basically, <clears throat> if you're uh, unwilling to cooperate, we will take this into legal matters or whatever. Uh, you know, Ooh. as a new Amazon seller, I'm like freaking out. And so it got even worse because I'm reading it more. And you said, we actually purchased this item. And we verified that it was fake. Ooh. And I'm like, what? So this company went out of its way to purchase the item I sent into FBA. And then they, whatever reason, believed it was fake. Now, my question is, was it really fake? Yeah. Who makes knockoffs of like a... A certain leash that's a specialty item. Yeah. Like if it was a Gucci or Nike right. shoes or something, but a random leash. Yeah. So, but it did scare me because it was like, man... This person can make this up. And even mm. if it's untrue, like, 
you know, you can get into having to get an attorney mm. and, and all that. And so I just pulled the I, – I, I didn't even pull the item because I didn't have it anymore. I just pulled the listing. I said – I emailed them back, say, my sincerest apologies. This was picked up at a goodwill. You know, there was no attempt to, you know, sell a fake product or any kind of infringement. This will no, no longer happen again. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Isn't it weird that people jump a lot of times immediately to like threats and like anger? We had that with a, a customer for an eBay sale like this week. Really? Where um, we sold this this golf vest thing um, and we did quite a bit of research on it. And, and it's one of those things sometimes with clothing that you get, it's like, is this male or female, right? Is this a men's or a woman's, whatever it is. Sometimes it's really easy to tell and sometimes it's difficult. Well, we did a lot of research and what we could tell this style of this brand, it was like, okay, all of them that we can find are men's. So this seems like a men's, a men's vest. And so we sold it as a men's vest and the customer gets it. And then we get a, a message back from the customer that says, this is not a men's vest. This is a woman's vest. I want a refund or I will be opening up a case with eBay to resolve this issue. <laughs> wow. It's like zero to hundred. Yeah. Like all you had to do is ask, like, we were like, Oh, sorry about that. Like, We'll definitely do the refund. Could you also please let us know how you know it's a, a woman's because we'd like to know for the future, you know, how to tell on this. Um, and then we did the refund. And again, even with that, he was he, the person was a little rude. But it was like, if you'd have just said like, hey, I'm pretty sure this is a woman's vest, we would have done the refund, right? Like, But it, I find that a lot of people jump to that immediate, like, we will go to court over this. And it's yeah. Like, do we well, need to threaten? Like no, and and on that side, I would have been like whatever. Like on the Amazon side. Oh, I know. There's there's definitely fear there that. And there are people, and I know some listeners out there will disagree and say, you know, Orlando, you don't have to pull down that listing. Like we get notifications like that all the time, and you know they're not allowed to send you stuff like. And, and I've heard those arguments too, and I get it. Like if you if you want to go toe to toe, like I'm, that's okay. Mm. Like I just know for myself, like I, I just I don't want to spend the time. I like sleeping well at night. I mean, now, if I had, like, a thousand items, then maybe, you know, yeah. there's a discussion. But if it's, like, one or two, or even if it's, like, 20, I'd rather take the loss and deal with the headache. Yeah. Did you end up selling those leashes on uh, eBay? I have not done anything with those leashes. You yet. should sell them on eBay. They can't stop you from doing that. No, no, I agree I mean, if they're that. fake, but I, they're not fake. I'm gonna send, no I'm going to send them into Amazon after Q4. You're going to send them back in? Yeah. No, not that though. These are the, these are the leashes. No, no, no. Yeah, not the new ones. Okay. What what did you do with the old ones? That... Oh no, it was only one. Oh, it was just one. It was just one. Uh -huh. That's it. And so I lost whatever forty bucks, lost some sleep, but it's over with. Hmm. So, but you know, again, it to me, it's not worth the time in battling with it. Even calling Amazon seller support, I mean, it's just not worth the time for me. So, just my opinion. You know, I could be wrong. There All right. Go. Are we at? I, let, let's look at the positive of Amazon. Did you hear about the latest announcement from Amazon? Yeah, you're saying it's positive. I don't know if it is. It's good wait, for wait, you wait, as an okay. Amazon seller. First, let's talk about what it is. Okay. All right. The announcement is Amazon is doing free shipping on all orders. Okay, I got two negatives with this. Wow, right off the gate. All right, go ahead. Negative number one. I'm an Amazon Prime member, which means I pay every year for free shipping. Okay. Am I going to get part of my uh, part of my payment back, like prorated, since they're offering it to everybody? Don't know. Right? Like, doesn't that seem fair? Like, I paid for a year of free shipping. Or maybe they're going to give you extra months, benefits. If they give me, well, Amazon gives me so much. I, I gladly pay the money every time I pay it. But, okay, so what are you complaining about? But, but at the same time, now everybody gets free shipping and, and people do pay, right? Like, imagine if, like, Pandora was like, 
now it's no commercials for anybody for the next three months. Sorry if you you've already paid. Pandora? Is Pandora still around? I think people still use I'm it. I'm a Spotify kind of guy. Yeah, I'm an Amazon Music kind of guy. Oh, are you? Okay. Yeah, so go go wow. Amazon. Okay. Um, second negative, which is the positive for you, I think more people are going to be looking for stuff on Amazon that yes. normally look on eBay, right? Yes. Like, So the toys that I can't sell on Amazon because I'm gated, but I'm hoping like, hey, maybe people who don't have Amazon Prime will, will be willing to get you know free shipping on eBay are going to go to Amazon. Good for you, bad for me. Well, to me, so this speaks volumes about the difference between Amazon and other e-commerce. Like Amazon always seems to be one step ahead of everybody else. I mean, when I heard this... I kind of hesitated. I go, what does this mean? And I go, wait a second. That means Amazon will be the place. Oh, yeah. Right? Because Target was trying to compete, right? They're mm -hmm. doing free two-day shipping on, I, I think there was a threshold. I don't even know if the threshold is there anymore. And then Walmart, also free two-day shipping. Mm -hmm. But now Amazon is saying on all of it, right? And you can always find things on Amazon you, that you can't find on Target and you can't find on Walmart. But yep. most of the time, you can find stuff on Amazon. Yeah. It's the everything store. So to me, it's like, this is incredible. Like, if there's ever a time for me to fill the warehouses, it is now. Yeah, I could see that. But that's what I mean. That's like, great for all of you Amazon FBA sellers. Congratulations. I think it might hurt us eBayers, though, a little bit. I, I think it will. I, I'm sorry. I mean, but I'm an eBayer too. I have stuff on eBay. I'm trying to sell in Q4. Yeah, but but Not what like what you lose on eBay, you'll you'll more than make up for on Amazon. No, I know. I just think I just think that's crazy. Like, no, so that means you can like buy a ten dollar toy. And it's free shipping. It's free shipping. Yeah. Which, if you're a Prime member, it's nothing special. But if if you're not, like, if I mean, I could see why. I only became a Prime member the first time because they were offering, I think, like half price for college students, and I was a college student at the time, so it was like, oh. Sweet. Like it was like 50 or $49 for the whole year. And then after that, it was hooked, right? Like, and I think that's part of what they're going to be doing. Once people see what it's like to have free two day shipping on anything you can imagine, like there's times where I get something that's like three ninety nine off of Amazon. I get free shipping for it. I'm like, they have to be losing money, but yeah. But I think for them, it's the overall, you know, it's a big deal. Yeah. They're the place to be. And not, not only that, but if you take a look at it, you know, the fact that they're they're offering free shipping, you also have two groups in, on Amazon, right? You have people that do Amazon FBA, and then you have Merchant Fulfilled. You know what Merchant Fulfilled is? Yep. It's where, yeah, people people are storing it themselves, and they ship it out themselves. Yeah. So it's going to affect them, too, mm. right? And I already saw that. I, I know most many of you that are Amazon sellers, you've been seeing this for weeks. It says, you know, cannot be shipped to the warehouse unless it's FBA. So it's even going to hurt, I think, Merchant Fulfilled people, hmm. right? So the thing now is you're going to have to send into FBA, which ultimately Amazon will make more money on, right? Because right. they can charge more fees and they'll get more items to sell. Amazon, they're smart. They are. Like Bezos, I, I, can't, I can't diss him. Like, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, no, the business is. So I guess the best way I can capitalize on Amazon right now is just to buy Amazon stock. <laughs> <laughs> I guess right? so. Like, I don't know. I guess so, but... I, I'm pumped. Like, if there was ever a Q4, I needed this to happen. It's now because I have all this Toys R Us inventory that's been selling, but now we'll for sure sell. I know so fast. No, that's awesome. That's good. I, you're saying that like you're, you're trying so hard like to keep your smile. No, really. Like I, I, I don't want to come off as if like 
I'm I'm jealous. Um, because I'm not. I'm really excited for you. But I I just like I want mine too. You know what I mean? I like, get it. I but get the pie is big enough that everybody can get a piece of the pie. But uh, I don't know about the Amazon pie. I feel like the Amazon pie they've like closed the doors. They, no, I will say they have. They have because I remember when I jumped into doing toys on FBA. I want to say maybe it's four years ago now. I've been doing FBA for several years, but when I specifically was doing toys, I remember it was a lot easier to have a piece of that pie. Mm. And now it's just, it's it's rough. I'm oh. sorry. That's all right. It's hey, rough. I'm not complaining, man. I'm out there hustling. I'm still making money. No. I'll figure out a way. There, there's I'm building my empire one way or another, there man. There you go. There you go. All right. And then last of all, I don't know. Do we want to talk about this? It's more like a rant. But I keep seeing more people get sent offers, which is a good sign. Yeah. And it, let me put that into context. So, again, eBay is supposed to roll out a program that you can send offers like you can do on Poshmark. And you can also get immediate payments. Mm. And I haven't seen people talk about the immediate payment yet, but I definitely have seen more and more people on IG do send offers. But I haven't heard anybody say it's such an awesome program yet. Yeah. Well, I mean... We don't have it yet, but I guess we're not missing out on anything yet if, if it's not really working. So, But I think over time it'll build up and it'll be something that even customers are waiting for, right? Like I just worry, are people going to do that? Like put stuff in their carts or put stuff just to, in hopes that they're going to get offers? You know oh, yeah. Mean? Oh, yeah. But it's like Mercari. Or, and it's, I don't know if Posh is the same, but a Mercari, you know, you send, you like items, mm. right? And the hope is that, if enough people like it, that that seller is going to drop the price on it. Mm. Right? It's kind of like this. I tell you, it's mom mentality. It's like yep. this peer pressure builds on that person. Like, drop that price. Right? And um, I, I don't know. I, I wonder, you know, on eBay, if it's how well it's going to work. And the re- and we've already talked about a lot of the reasons. But on some of the items, like, you know, they're trying to make it all under one listing. Mm. Right? Kind of like Amazon. Like, if you have an iPad, whatever, iPad Air, like, all the iPad Airs will go under one listing. Yeah, that's so weird. I can't imagine that working because there's so many different conditions and people have different bundles and people, like, this one comes to the case and this one doesn't. And this one has a crack on the top left and this one doesn't. And this one, you know? Well, like, no, but there'll be different categories for condition, too. Like, hmm. you'll be able to, it's just like Amazon. Amazon for books. You right. Know, you can put, it's true. like, new, very good. Uh, good. And so, same with electronics, you can do that. It would just be weird to browse eBay with a different, like, structure no i get that but again this is why i keep saying like i think ebay is a sustainable model Mm. because again you're selling items that are think about how are you going to categorize all the rain spooner shirts into one listing yeah it's like impossible right maybe maybe you'll be able to but that that's a lot of legwork and do you i don't know if ebay really wants to do all that work maybe they'll do it for certain categories right like ipads all ipad air twos in one like that makes sense. But yeah, like you said, when there's so many different variations of, of a product, those ones they probably won't touch. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. And speaking of Poshmark, since we talked about Poshmark, oh. I just want to say um, I've, got, I've had several of our listeners who've, who've shared stuff on my store and have like made comments and said, you know, hey, love the podcast. Thank you guys. Honestly, thank you so much for, for doing that. Thank you for listening to the podcast, first of all. That's awesome. Yeah, big deal. Thank you for sharing our stuff. Um, you don't you guys don't always tell me what your like Instagram handle is. Like it'd be great if like you can comment that too. So that way I can like blast your 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 closet out on Instagram. Um, so everybody can know like what your closet is. So they can share your stuff too. But uh, honestly, like 
every time I see that, like I get so, I don't know, it's like humbled, excited. Like, it's just amazing. Like, I can't believe that, that there's, that you guys like listen and enjoy and are going and sharing and helping me out. Right. By sharing my stuff. Like, it's just so awesome. And it's the reselling community. I mean, I will tell you, it's one of the most welcoming communities out there. And it does have its set of drama, but overall, like people are just willing to help each other out. Yeah, especially our listeners. I don't know how everybody else is, but our listeners are amazing. You guys are awesome. All right, I have one more topic, and then we'll get into other stuff. So I want to talk about Bonanza a little bit. Do you know what I'm talking about, Bonanza? Isn't that like an old TV show? Yeah, it is. It is. But So I kind of hesitated on bringing up Bonanza, but... I thought I would because maybe it'll help a bunch of other sellers. So Bonanza.com is another platform. And it's been around for a few years. And I'll get random sales. Like the other day was the first sale I think I had like in two months. Hmm. But what I find with Bonanza.com is that when people buy stuff, like it's usually full price every time. One of my biggest bundle sales ever was on Bonanza. Somebody bought like five Ninja Turtle shirts, three Ninja Turtle hats, all this Ninja Turtle stuff all in one and, you know, several hundred dollar sale. And I've sold all kinds of stuff. Now, the reason I want to bring up Bonanza, you know, it's not because it's it's another place to cross post. Bonanza has an eBay importer. So what it does is you can import all your eBay listings into Bonanza. Hmm. And so it, it's the legwork isn't as much as like on Poshmark where you have to, you know, bring pictures over, descriptions over. Do you over. have to pay per listing? Yeah, there's fees and everything, hmm. just like everything else. But no, but you don't pay. You're not. You're not paying any fees to have your items over there. You only pay when you sell. Huh. Now, there's a catch to this. Okay, I want to warn everybody here. So, in the early days when I was using Bonanza and Bonanza Market, if you're listening, you know maybe this is something that you fixed and want to let us know, and and we'll we'll bring it up in the next podcast. They actually did, you know, congratulate me on my latest Bonanza sale on Instagram. Wow, I, I was a little shocked. Um, but, uh, and so Bonanza used to be, so they would sync both accounts. So you would import all your eBay listings and they would sync it. And so when somebody, something sold on Bonanza, it, it, get, it would go down on eBay. Mm. And if it sold on eBay, it would go down on Amazon and you wouldn't have to do anything. You just had to make sure that, you know, sometimes you got to relist items right. that you didn't relist it. You just deleted that item. Mm. Well, I want to say about a year ago, it stopped being that smooth. Hmm. And so I remember the first time that happened, I sold something on eBay, and then that person uh, bought it like a week later on Bonanza, mm. and it wasn't there anymore. And I had to cancel the sale on Bonanza. Oh. Okay. And, but it's Bonanza, so, you know, yeah, I'm not as worried as if it was on eBay. But I looked at, you know, I, I thought about sharing this today, and I go, do I really want to share this? Because... You know, what is this, you know, the glitch happened and they missed something. But it's not any different than if you sold something on eBay that was on Poshmark and you had to go to Poshmark right. and you had to pull the listing. Mm. Right. So I would say if you decide to use Bonanza, just treat it like you're doing a cross-posting with Poshmark or Mercari. And if something sells on eBay, right, make sure it's no longer a Bonanza. Or if it sells on Bonanza, make sure it's no longer an eBay. Just the same principle applies. I Actually, today what I did is after I sold the item... I did go uh, to my eBay, and it was not pulled on my eBay. Hmm. But all the items I sold on eBay today were pulled from my Bonanza. So it's going one direction, just not the other right now? Correct. Okay. So I think it's a great tool. I mean, I made an extra $42 on a tie that 
I wouldn't have sold, you know, on eBay maybe, and it had been sitting and it sold. Hey, I'm always up for trying something new, right? I would check it out. I definitely would. Yeah. Cool. It, the, the import takes like 24, 48 hours, and and it pretty much brings everything over. Your description, hmm. your pictures, all of it. Wow. That's impressive. Yeah, it is. It is. I just, you know, and then there's other things they have on there where, like, you can like you can pay, like, it's like promoted listings. Right. Right? But they have it more tied into Google search that they can do more. And so it's really helpful. Uh, one of the things that I also wanted to talk about more about the Bonanza was if, if you go to their page, I would just Google, like, eBay importer Bonanza, and they have a whole set of questions with information. You know, how do I import auctions and unsold items? What doesn't import? What are the known limitations of eBay importer? Will my listing data be revised during each sync? They have all the information on hmm. there. So I would I would check it out. I mean, it's something that, you know, I had some people on IG comment, like, I stopped using it months ago because of the glitches. Hmm. And then I had other people going, you know what, maybe it's time for me to go back. So just throw it out there for everybody. Cool. Yeah, let us know, too. What? How are you experiencing uh, Bonanza? Are you experiencing glitches? Do you like it? Do you feel like it's just like cross-posting on anything else except for they do a lot of the legwork up front for you? A lot of the legwork. That's amazing. Body. Yeah. I import, you know, you know, several thousand listings over the last few years mm. and it just imports it all. Well, let me tell you just real quick what we've been doing. We wanted to take a quick moment to thank our sponsors for this episode. It's really easy to list on Poshmark. I feel like quite a bit easier than eBay. So we'll list a bunch of our clothing on Poshmark. And then throughout the week when we have free time, we move those listings from Poshmark over to eBay. So that way, you know, it's we get them all done at once on Poshmark. And then, you know, a couple here, a couple there. And I feel like when we do our uh, uh, conspiracy episode, we could talk about that. But I feel like that's been helping us get sales because we're getting consistently adding things to our store um, and, and, and doing that bulk upload to Posh and then slowly throughout the week on eBay has been, been kind of helpful. All right. I'm glad you brought up the conspiracy. So we are planning our conspiracy episode. Not next or episode. Or are we planning it? <laughs> oh, my mm. goodness. So let's see. We're conspiracies ne- within conspiracies. Oh, my. Okay. <laughs> all right. So we're on episode 22. Our next one is... Uh, you know, are we growing as resellers? Episode 23. Then we have update 24. But for our 25th episode anniversary, Ooh. we're going to make it the conspiracy episode. 25. So what we need is help from all of you. So if there are any eBay conspiracies you want to discuss, not saying we'll get to all of them. I don't know how many there are. Mm. But if you have eBay conspiracy, you got Amazon conspiracy, any e-commerce conspiracies, and I'll throw some out there. There's some that say that eBay is throttling. There are others that... Uh, you know, all eBay, Amazon, all of them are owned and by the same company that owns Facebook and Instagram. And well, Facebook owns Instagram, but they own like, like almost like Illuminati style. Yeah, conspiracy. yeah. There's that yeah. conspiracy. There's there's all these. You know, there's the algorithm conspiracy, right? If if you do anything, you trigger it this way, you trigger it that mm-hmm. way. So what we need from all of you is to send us, whether in DMs, right? We're Insta- we are Instagram. We are Pure Russell Podcast on Instagram. Mm. We're Pure Russell Cast on Twitter. We are Pure Russell Podcast on Facebook. You can also email us at purewrestlepodcast at gmail.com. And you can also reach out to us on our phone number, 619-738-1170. That's 619-738-1170. Leave us a message. We'd love to play it on the air about your e-commerce conspiracy. Yeah, I'm excited for that. 
It, it'll and, be and, fun. And we'll try and keep it to just reselling conspiracies because there's a no, lot of No, it has to stay reselling. There. Yeah, we could. But yeah. I, I think we've had some people ask us Maybe like, what are you doing? Maybe episode 25 and a half will be like the non resale related conspiracies. And <laughs> like that one will The go, real deal? That one will go on our secret page. <laughs> our secret page. For sec- those of you who, reselling who know about that. There, there's, there's a lot of interesting. We haven't even talked about the, the different kind of markets on eBay that you can sell stuff on. I don't know. We, we maybe we don't want to go there. You don't even know what I'm talking I have about. No idea what you're talking about. Oh no no. It, it's a. We'll, we'll talk about we'll, it. We'll say Pure Hustle podcast. Now, um, also with that, hey, love if you guys would share our YouTube. You know, make sure to subscribe. Make sure to like, and you know, give us some love on the podcast. Share some reviews. You know, every once in a while, we we you know, there's a listener that just for a reason didn't like us at that moment in time, and we ended up getting a bad review. But you know, we got a bad review on iTunes. Oh yeah, we have like two oh. or three. Oh no. Well, you know, we so we're not everybody's cup of tea. That's all right. But hey, if you are enjoying it, we would love and thank you to all of you right now that have already done. It. I've seen some recent ones, and I'm like, I'm pumped. I'm excited. So yeah, thank you. You guys are awesome. We appreciate you sharing with, um, our our stuff with your friends. You know, we want we want to to reach as many people as possible. Because we look at it as a network that we're a part of, right? Like right. as 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 more people hear Pure Hustle podcast, the more information we've got coming into us, people sending us stuff on Instagram, people calling us, um, giving us bolos that we can share with you, giving us hustles of the week, which we can share. Non-retail related bolos. Yeah. The right bolos. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that more. I wasn't no, we're not gonna talk. I just wanna be clear on that because I don't know, lately I've been seeing some some crazy bolos on IG and I'm like, the market will tank on those. Maybe that maybe that's a conspiracy. Like maybe that's what people are trying to do. Maybe they're trying to tank markets on purpose. Oh, I got for a, some I reason. got a perfect conspiracy about that. Wait till the episode. Oh, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. All right. So speaking of hustles of the week that we can share, I think we have some, right? We do, but our listeners have some awesome ones that they shared with us. So we had a lot of hustles of the week. And we always say this, like we we only have time for like three, unless we want to make an epic Lord of the Rings episode one time, and maybe we'll do that one day. Just uh, just a, an episode that's nothing but hustles. Hustles of the week. Yeah, and I still think um, my my plan, and we're gonna organize and figure out how to make it work. But I like the idea of of doing um, like throughout uh, maybe like a couple of week period where people submit them and then they're voted on by um, listeners through Instagram. Um, what they think the hustle of the week should be. And then if you win, like maybe there's something for winning, right? Like oh, a t-shirt cool. or something like you yeah. won. We have like, new t-shirts coming. Like the hustle we? of the month. We do. We've got new t-shirts in the works. Um, new design. Yeah, new We're design. not changing our logo though, right? Logo is the same, man. So Mike went rogue on this one. Like he told me after the fact. That the design change? Yeah. yeah. Wait, wait, design change? Well, but, well, I mean. Not logo. Okay. It, like where same the Same logo, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's going to look a little bit different. Um, and then. Um, I was waiting for him to say it's going to look better. And well, because this was it, my original design, it will look better, but you know, okay, that's okay. Um, but the shirts are going to be so soft, like these shirts are nice. I like these, shirts. and we appreciate all of you yeah. that originally got shirts. Okay, please know, keep wearing them, keep representing. Yeah, we are thankful. The new shirts that, that we've got coming in, I don't know what it is, it's the softest thing I've ever felt in my life. They're soft, these are soft, these are these are like these are good shirts. The shirts coming in are great <laughs> that's how shirts, okay. All right, let's get to Hustle of the Week. All right, Hustle of the Week. All right, Here you want to go. go first. First yeah. listener, go for it. All right, so this person is on Instagram. Um, so follow him if you're not. It's at, mal- at Maleficent.hb. 
at maleficent.hb. Um, so I'm going to look it up just to confirm while you're while you're sharing. This it. one is super awesome. So two items this person picks up. One picked up a St. John evening silk sheer outfit and an Emporio Armani. Am I saying that right? Emporio Armani yes. silver leather jacket for eight dollars. She was awesome. Like it's, read the rest. It's such a okay. good. These good are two hustle. great brands, right? A St. John <clears> and <throat> and an Armani. Um, so picked up the St. John at Savers and was missed by the employees somehow. Okay, so we know at, at thrift stores that they, they know what they're looking for for certain things, right? And they're not going to put them out on the racks if it's if it's the high end stuff. Uh, but somehow this one got missed, uh, so it goes out at a Savers. And the Armani Armani jacket was in the Halloween section at Goodwill. Right, genius to even check there, right? Like, cause yeah, somebody might see something and be like, oh, this is like a. I've done that outfit. before though. Like you, you should always check. You never uh, know. I'm gonna have to do that next year. So, so the the Armani jacket, Halloween section at Goodwill. Another reason why you should always just be checking everything you see in the store. Um, so the St. John sold for two hundred and seventeen dollars and eighty eight cents, and the Armani wait, wait, wait. plus plus shipping. Savage. That's all I can say. Like, I love it when people sell stuff at a good price, and then it's and then they plus add shipping. shipping, right? That's like, legit. That's beast mode. That's awesome. And then the Armani jacket for $350.40 plus shipping. Both on Poshmark. There you go. Poshmark. I know. What's your closet? Let us know your closet at Maleficent. I know. I, I did, I did to, DM them. I, I didn't, you didn't get I, the closet I, I, I didn't hear them back. I DM'd them too late. But ah. if we do, maybe, maybe we'll throw it on somewhere. Yeah. Check it out. So check out that closet because those are some awesome sales. That is. Think about that. Straight. Hustle of the week. That is hustle of the week. So thank you again, Maleficent M A L E F I C E N T dot H B on Instagram. So awesome, Maleficent Disney character, right? Yeah, Maleficent. Nice. Okay. All right. So our other hustle of the week comes from Will and Jenny. They're at Thrifty Nomads on Instagram. There's some awesome people. Huh? They're an awesome. They're probably one of the first people that were on. Remember on Wade's Ventures? Uh-huh. Like, there's this kind of like group of like Wade's Ventures, like mm. people that. You know, like sell quick, ship quick. Mm-hmm. Like we got to know them through that, and uh, I actually might be seeing Thrifty Nomads this week. Oh, that's so, cool. And so, and so, ship wait, sell quick, ship quick. Uh, later on this Tell week, them I say hi. I will, I will. So they had this awesome estate sale. Now, you know, I was just talking about estate sale, how they pick through everything, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And again, there's some estate sales that are awesome. They went to one where it seemed like nothing was picked through, hmm. and they went in and they picked up. I forget. It's like forty something item clothing items for forty seven dollars. Okay, so let me list. Let let me read some of these items. So okay. that's that's slightly over a dollar per item. That's yeah. incredible. I think they just paid a dollar. Okay, let me again. Let me let me read some of the items. They picked up a Pendleton floral sweater, a Pendleton Christmas sweater, a Pendleton blue sweater, a New with Tags vintage USC sweater. Uh, Givenchy sweater. Oh, here's the other bigger items. They also sold uh, two Van Halen shirts from a rock tour in the 80s. The shirts might be going for 150 to 170 each. Okay, that's like hustle of a lifetime. Why not? There's there's more. So all these 47 pieces. Okay, so they have a bunch of other stuff. Some of you know, it's not going to sell for right. as much, right? They all paid a dollar for it. Okay, so is this like when you were talking to them about it, they just had like a 
a whole bunch of them, they like lotted them together and like, we'll give you this price? Or did they individually pick out these four No, days? okay. So I, I saw that. It was actually an IG story last week. They went to this house and, you know, you go through different mm. rooms and the best ones are when the rooms are untouched. Mm. And they just kept sourcing and they didn't even know what the price was. So they went and asked and the lady's like, oh, it's a dollar a piece. <laughs> right? I mean, think about that. So they picked up all these items and he actually, it's funny because on Instagram, you see uh, Will's wife, Jenny, she's like spinning around with these bags of clothing because they're so happy. But yeah, it was a score. Estimated gross profit anywhere from $1,000 to $1,500. That's a hustle of the week. So, hey, if you want to check out their Poshmark and share their closet, they are E underscore Vendables. E underscore Vendables. So E underscore V-E-N-D-I-B-L-E-S. E Vendables. Yeah. Share their stuff. Tell them, some of the sweetest. Tell them we know. sent you. Yeah, please do. I mean, they are, they are legit. I mean, Will I think just started going full time a few months ago, mm. and they're there's they have two awesome boys, just a great family dynamic. Some of the kindest people I know. Always an IG, always encouraging, just good people. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, let them know we sent you when you share their stuff, so that they know that that we appreciate them and all that they're doing for the community. Oh, it's such a sweet score. I'm happy for them. Now they got to get to listing it though. Ugh. Yeah, that was like forty one. items. That's not too bad. Yeah, but when you have a backlog of other items, but if they're doing it on Poshmark, I'm telling you, man, it's we got through that hundred items on on Poshmark in a weekend. It wasn't bad. Crack me up. You are so one of our favorite episodes is we did a Poshmark versus eBay uh-huh. kind of deal. We need to have one where it's just Poshmark versus eBay versus Amazon. eBay versus Amazon eBay versus Amazon, or but Amazon win. But <laughs> Poshmark versus eBay. And just talk about what are the benefits of both. Yeah. Because I'm still a hardcore eBay guy. I, I, I've I've seen a few people have DM'd us saying that you should try it. I think. I know. Put, I know. 10, put 10 clothing items up on Poshmark. See what happens. It's a lot of time. You got to help her now, though. I do. I do. Which has been going great. Okay, one one thing, one tip I will get, I will we'll share with with the helper. Might as well share this now. So, you know, if you've been following us on Instagram, I decided to let her do all the clothing. Remember, part of my update was I was going to get a lighting kit, mm. and so I bought a lighting kit, I bought a backdrop, I bought what else? Oh, I got the mannequin, and I dropped them all off. But I didn't leave a lot of a lot of direction. I kind of just said, "Hey, take a look at my pictures mm. on eBay. Do the same thing." And she's awesome, but. It, it didn't come out the same. Mm. And I think it's because I didn't go through the process. Mm. Like, hey, this is how you shoot this angle. This is how you make sure you get the lighting here. This is how you do this. And so those of you that are thinking about getting a helper, I think you got to be very direct. I took it for granted because, you know, you have all this knowledge. It's just natural to you now, mm. right? I don't think twice about how am I going to take this picture or how I'm going to package this. So one of the things you got to be very, you know, direct with people. So it's just something to think about. Since we're talking about that. All right. Let's get to our last hustle of the week from listeners. Okay. So this is one of the most intense hustles of the week we've had. I mean, I'm talking about this is big. Ooh, it's I'm not excited. Mine, okay. So if you guys don't know who the college picker is, Eric, the college picker, he's awesome. He, he has a YouTube channel. He's been around for a while. Him and Bonafide Hustler. And um, Reagan Profit, they run the Green Room, Green Room University. It's another group you can join. And mm. they share a lot of topics and info. So the college picker, <laughs> he, on his way, so he's out in Arizona, and they're going to go to Utah. 
him, him and his friend of his were going to go work out. And it's around noon. Okay, so they're just driving out there. They're not, you know, again, this is, again, noonish. Okay, so this isn't like got up early, went and did that hustle, right? And so they, they drive and they see an A-frame yard sale sign. It looked, but he says it looked like a permanent sign. You know those mm, permanent? Yeah. Oh, I can't stand permanent yeah. garage sales. Yeah. Just drives you crazy. Okay, anyways. So they're like, nah, let's skip it. And then they turn the corner and they saw this pink neon sign. And they look at the sign. They see it's a yard sale. So they're like, ah, you know what? Let's just go anyways. So they're just, and it's just a small town. Okay. And, you know, there's very kind of closed off communities in parts of Arizona and Utah. Mm-hmm. And so they drive through this community and they show up. And he, it's, it's funny because he DMs me. He goes, it was not the golden hour, right? You know the golden hour. Yeah. This is like early. early, right? And so he goes and he sees this Levi jacket. And he notices something on it. Now, before I go into what he notices, how much do you think he paid for this denim jacket? Denim jacket, five bucks. And he paid a dollar fifty. Yeah, that's good. That's okay, a, that's a really good price. It doesn't stop there. Have you heard about vintage Levi's? What to look for? Is it the capital E? Yes. Yeah, I saw that. I I I I've been looking at how to tell for you know pants. I have looked for years. I haven't found one yet. Years like there was a time when I constantly was looking, going, mm. maybe I just stopped looking. I don't even like look at all. But he found one. Nice. He found it. It was a biggie. It was so let me tell you, let me tell you how big of a deal this is. So again, this is rare, right? Yeah. Have you seen the stories where some sell for like thousands? I did not know that. That sounds like up to hundred awesome. thousand. Oh no, no. We're talking about like if you find like Old ones, like early 1900s, late 1800s. Is this just jackets or pants too? or? No, this was a denim jacket. Oh, no, it's, yeah, anything that's vintage, mm. right, that has a big E. So, you know, there, there, there's a market, and especially, like, I know, like, in certain places, like, there's just huge markets for them. And, they're, you know, they're collector items. They're just big deals. And I remember seeing one, like, they found one that was, like, buried, like, in a mine under dirt, and it was all messed up. <laughs> I don't know. It sold maybe close to 100K. I don't remember. It was just some outrageous number. Okay. I'm actually trying to look it up right now, but I can't find it. But you got to look out for them. Okay. Not not go. I'm not saying like every thrift store, like I'm going to go through every Levi's. But, you know, keep an idea where. Yeah, be looking for them. So he finds it. He finds one similar that's sold on auction on eBay for $500. But it's like destroyed. Mm. Okay. Then he found another one that was in bad condition that was sold for like twelve hundred. Ooh, I'm liking this. Okay. Um, then he finds one that's in worse condition than the one that he had, and that sold for twenty six hundred. Okay. Now there's one currently on eBay that's they're trying to sell for twelve hundred dollars, that's in worse condition than his. Okay. So he what he picked up was a blank lined. So there's like nothing there. So if you if you just look this up, you you just look it up on Google. I can I was able to find it, and he found um, a five seventeen double lowercase x, so five seventeen xx, which is the blank line version, right? So the ones on eBay that have been selling for you know a decent amount are five zero seven double x. Okay, and those of you that are Levi connoisseurs, you have more an idea of what I'm talking about. I'm just sharing the information. I yeah, was I'm lost. Okay, but this sounds awesome. <laughs> Bolo. But this is like holy grail stuff. 
Like you don't come across this stuff. So let's put it this way. This is how much these are worth. So they Levi's, you know how sometimes companies try to do retro, like right. go back, like, you know, like those rocker uh-huh. shirts and stuff. So they did, and they they put on their website a similar one, but a retro version. Those were going for three seventy five. Okay, so he has one that's original in the condition that is kind of like dead stock. Okay, no tags, but it's pretty much in dead stock condition for a dollar fifty. My guess is this thing can go far more than twenty five hundred. Hmm. If he goes auction, and he gets a certain collector, who knows? Yeah, it's dangerous auction though, right? Because, you know, is that collector looking for it at this time? You know, but wow. Well, I'm not saying go to auction. I don't even know if he's going to sell it. Like I, I told him today, I said, I would have a hard time selling it, right? I mean, think about it. Like, you'd keep it? I, I, I'm beginning to do a little bit of hoarding these days. I was going to say, you're going to put it on Freddie Funko and like. Oh, Freddie Funko. Yeah. Like, Freddie Funko's here in the studio with us. I can't sell him. He's just hanging out. Okay, here, I found that before we go back to College Picker story, so 125-year-old pair of Levi's. Okay, so these these Levi's that College Picker found were, I think, 1940s, 1950s, mm. right? This is a pair, 125-year-old pair of Levi jeans sells for almost $100,000. Okay? Now, chances that you'll find this are pretty much slim to none. Okay? Yeah, more like none. I think slim <laughs> just left. But, look, the denim was produced at, in New Hampshire, Okay, and I think they they found this while they were they were digging, mm. and and there's I've seen others that are sold so similar that were just like parts of jeans, and they mm. still sell for a lot of money. So I don't I don't know if Eric can sell this. I personally wouldn't sell it. We'll have to see. I would I would sell it no problem. But well, well okay, but this is like think about it. His jacket's like dead stock. And it's lined, and it's a unique version. There's I think no- about it, though. Like, if I wouldn't buy it for its full price, I don't know if I would keep it when I could sell it. Because you're basically doing that. You're basically buying it. I, let's put it this way. I think if it was a guarantee, like, several, thousand, like, life-changing amount, I'd probably sell it. But see, if you could sell it for $3,000, I'll throw that number out there. You could sell it for $3,000. Or you could keep it. You're basically buying it for $3,000 because you're out $3,000 profit that would be in your bank account. I, I get that argument. I get that. So, I, I mean, if you really, really like it. But I think about, like, my trains. Remember that hollow uh-huh. trains? Like, I haven't been able to list it. Man. I, I, those trains? And, and see, for, I could probably make four to 5000 on those trains. I didn't realize you were so sentimental. I thought you no, were like, I, I get know. rid of stuff. I'm changing. I'm changing. Oh, I, no. I'm going to be one of those guys on American Pickers. Yeah. Like, yeah, I picked that they're up gonna in come, 2018. They're going to come to your house and want to buy a bunch of stuff, and you're going to be like, no bundlemania, Frank. I'm sorry. Oh, that's crazy. Um, so anyways, so that's awesome. Eric College Picker, the College Picker. Okay, he has a YouTube Hey, you should check him out. Yeah, subscribe. If you're not subscribed to him, go subscribe to his YouTube. Watch his stuff. Let him know that we sent you because, again, we want him to know how much we appreciate, you know, what he's doing, what he's putting out there, um, and the fact that he's contributing to this community by, you know, giving us these hustles of the week. So let him know we sent you. And what I appreciate about Eric is that he's always sharing information to help people. Like today, and I'll talk about this in the next episode, but he did a whole thing about how you're losing money if you're not using a toner cartridge and you're using inkjet, Mm. right? And how, and he actually went through a whole process about 
how to test these items in a thrift store before you leave. Hmm. Just good stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. So anyways, hey, Eric, thanks so much for being willing to share this, this story with us. It's an amazing story. Congratulations. Excited for you. I kind of don't want to see a sale, but if, I, if there is a sale, we'd love to hear about it. So thank you so much, Eric. I vote sell it. <laughs> All right. So again, it's the College Picker on Instagram and on YouTube. Thank you so much. And since we're talking about sentimental, I think that kind of leads into my quote of the week. Wait, I thought we were getting a hustle of the week. Yep. I thought we eliminated quotes of the week from the show. No, quote of the week is never going away. Okay. It's here to stay. All right, go the, for it. The listeners have spoken. They, they really and have. They have demanded you guys have, it. You have. Okay. All right. So, um, and, and and again, sometimes my quotes that I give are 100% word for word verbatim. Sometimes they're they're just ish, right? Close. I think this is a time where it's ish. It's close. Um, but essentially, the quote is something like this. Um be grateful for the little things in your life now because you might look back years from now and the little things become the big things, right? So like the little things that you kind of are taking for granted today and that you're not really grateful for might be the things 10 years you look back and say, man, those were the good times. I really miss this. I wish I would have had more time, you know, with this person or with this thing or in this time of my life. So apply that to reselling. Attitude. Awkward, but that was one no, of the no, no, longest no. awkward pauses we've ever had. Because I want to I I articulate this well. Okay. I, I think it does apply because we've talked a lot about attitude while reselling, right? Having the right perspective. Okay. We also talk about um, that it's work, it's hard, it's a grind. Um, but but let's say you get to a place where you make it, right? Like you, you've done it, you've, you've reached the top, you've, you've gone through the hustle, the hard work, and you don't have to hustle as hard. Maybe you're not going to garage sales anymore. Maybe you're not listing stuff on your own because you got employees. I don't know, right? Like who knows where you end up 20 years down the road. Uh, and you might look back and say, you know what? I, those were the good times. I missed that. Like listing, staying up late at night. Like at the time it was, it was work, it was grind. But, but that might be the stuff that you're going to look back and have some of the fondest memories of. So, so be grateful for it now. Like be glad that you have the opportunity to be doing the work now. You know what? You're right. It's a good quote. Because I, I, just when you're talking about that, I remember when I was first reselling and I remember uh, my, uh, my stepdaughter needed to go to uh, the movies or something. Mm. And I pulled out this wad of cash. <laughs> and I'm like, here you go. No problem. And I only had $160 at that time. This was like a month. This was years ago into my reselling. And that felt nice. Yeah. You know, like now it's not a big deal, but man, I I, I cherish that because yeah. the, I remember at that point in time, like we were like paycheck to paycheck, but I think actually worse than paycheck to paycheck. Mm. And then we couldn't even like do extra things like that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, pulling out that water, my, my dad, my, growing up, my dad would always like drop money on me. Like, here's a 20, you know, keep the change. And mm. I never was able to do that, but with reselling, it changed my life. So good, cool. Yeah. Be grateful for those little things now because <laughs> you're going to look back and and those are going to be the times that you remember and talk about. That is awesome. All right. So what about our hustles of the week? Ooh. You want to hear mine? Mine's a weird one. Okay. Um, I, I've actually bought a lot of things that, okay, so today's garage sale, not great. I did not do well out, out at, at the, the sales today. But I did do pretty good the week before, right? So... Some of you guys saw on Instagram the mug that I picked up and sold. I just want to talk about it because I think it was pretty cool. So I 
this was one of those, like, it's not golden hour anymore. Like, I'm about ready to go home. I'm, like, on my way home, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to look real quick on the the Garage Sale Treasure Map app, right? And I see there's a garage sale not too far from me, and I had actually saw this one before I had left uh, the house that morning because it said that it was selling some Dungeons & Dragons pieces, um, and I was like, oh, I love that stuff. But it started at, I think, 6 or 6.30, and I was going all the way across town at some community sales. So I was like, I'm never going to make that sell in time to get all the good stuff. And at this time, it's like 10.30, 11 o'clock. I know all the good stuff is gone. But I said, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna show up and see what they have, nice. right? So I, I drive the three or four blocks it takes to get over there. And I'm looking, and it's like as soon as I pull up, it's like, you know how like you, you just can tell like it's not going to be good? Like, that's what I felt like. Like it's all sparse, and there's like old cups that's that's what it was it was like it was like mugs and dishes and some knickknacks the worst is when those like there's those theme park cups and people are trying to offload do you know what i'm talking about i do okay so but anyway so i'm like oh this is going to be a bummer and i end up picking up i see these these three mugs of all the things they had there were these three mugs that were really bizarre um so I, i researched them and one of the things that sparked my attention besides the fact that they looked bizarre was they were asking a lot of money. I think they were wanting like 45 or $50 for each one of the mugs. Really? And I'm thinking like, this is weird, right? So I look it up, and sure enough, the first one that I pick up was the Genie mug, um, and they're selling for like 100 bucks or wow. close to it. And I'm like, all right, so like there's three of them here. I wonder what I can bundle them and talk them down. But yeah. I, I did the smart thing, and I checked the other <clears> two because <throat> there was one that was like an Indian, another one that was Long John Silvers, I think, were the, the three mugs. And I pick them all up, and only the genie one is going for that much. The other two were selling for like $25. So I'm like, I just want this genie. So I grabbed a few other things. I bundled it together. I talked her down to, I think, $30. Um, and it sold within a few days for nice. $90 plus $9.99 shipping and handling. That is awesome. Did you yeah. go mug life on it? I did. I, sh- I, I packed it. Well, I floated it. So I, I did the box. The bubble wrap, the box, but then I floated it inside another box because it was big. It was too big for a... Uh, yeah, because I saw the mug and it's like, Mug Life works for most mugs, but if it's like one of the bigger mugs... Yeah, this was big. This was really, really big. Um, probably about one and a half to two times the size of like a normal mug. Yeah. So um, it, it, I floated it inside another box. Plus, I was willing to spend, you know, extra on, on shipping this box because... You know, someone paid a hundred bucks for this. Well, thing. and that's one of the things we talk about, like mug, our mug life video packing. Like, if the mug's worth like ten or fifty dollars, I think it's you know it's still okay. But yeah. if you're getting like north of fifty, like you want to be ultra careful. Yeah, not, not that not float that, that, it inside of something yeah. like package not that, that, it that system way. doesn't work. It still would have worked, but you just want to be extra careful. Yeah, extra extra safe. But yeah, no, it's just neat to to see something that sold like that fast. Um, as soon as I got home, I told my wife, I'm like, I bought this mug. I paid 30 bucks for it. You should have seen her face. She's like, what? She's, that, that, but she trusts me. She did she like, see the mug before you told her? No, I showed it to her. And she's like, I mean, that's part of the, the reason she gave me the face. But she trusts. She's like, well, I know you did the research. And Yeah, and if you haven't seen the mug, it's on her Instagram account. It's on a feed from, I don't know, by the time the podcast drops, it'll be like a week and a half or so. Yeah. Just, you'll find it. You can't miss the mug. It's pretty obvious. It's 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 interesting. But, you know, that's my hustle of the week. Was that the most money I've made uh, in this week? Probably not, but it was a cool, it was cool, right? I feel like it was a good hustle. Because I went so late, I did the research, I paid up on something I usually don't pay up. I'm proud of you. You, know? you paid up. That yeah. I mean, that's that's hard as a reseller yeah. like when you're first starting. Because I could up. be stuck with this $30 ugly mug, you know, like was yeah. what I was thinking. But, but I was confident. 
And, you know, it's interesting. Ever since the whole mug life thing is starting, like, I've sold a mug like that. I haven't sold any mugs in, like, seven months or whatever, and randomly I sold a mug. You're and becoming I sh- a mug life believer. No. Well, I'm still a mug life believer, but about the right mug mm-hmm. life. But it's funny because the mug that sold was the mug that we talked about two podcasts ago. The ugly face mug. Mm, like one yep. of them sold for 30 bucks. What are the odds? Just the irony in it all. Maybe it was a listener. Maybe it was. Hey. Thank you, by the way. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. So what about you? What was your hustle of the week? So my hustle of the week, I'm very proud of. And, and a good pride. Not an arrogant kind of pride. Like I feel good about it. Like mm. I'm glad this happened. So I told you I have this problem about hoarding. Mm-hmm. So you probably remember this. I think I, we we showed it. Remember in, we did this show with Wade's Ventures, and I had that CD player, that Sony CD player that was sealed. Yep. Right? And so I and remember, when was when did we shoot? When did we do that YouTube? Was it like— That was early. That was Like what? August, July. Yeah, July sometime. or August, something like that. Okay. So I picked it up in an estate sale. It's a sealed Sony— CD player, okay, CD Walkman, okay, new and packaged, sealed, right? I paid a dollar at the estate sale. Now, here's what's crazy about that estate sale. So I walked into the estate sale. On one side, there's all these books, and the other side, there's like little trinkets. Mm. So I go to the book section, and I ask, you know, the person running in, like, how much were these books? And they're like, oh, I think they said, like, some outrageous number, like, five bucks a book or something like that. It was, like, really bad. I don't remember what it was. It just wasn't good. Yeah. Then I look to my right, and I'm like, all the trinkets and everything, there's this sealed Sony CD Walkman, and I know their money. And I ask them, I'm like, how much? She's like, uh, two bucks. I'm like, how about a dollar? And she's like, all right. Nice. So think about that. Yeah, people value stuff interestingly, right? Like $5 on books, dollar on the unopened Sony Walkman. Yeah, isn't that crazy? It was mm-hmm. wild. So, And I knew what I had. Like, again, part of the reselling game is having that knowledge base. Like, Mm. I had no question, like, that was worth that amount of money. And I want to bring something up while we talk about this. So, you know, I did get challenged a little bit on IG. Like, why didn't you just, you know, and and, and this is on different posts. Why didn't you just, why don't you just pay people the $2? Why do you haggle them down to the $1? Mm. Right? And I want people to think about this. Like, let's say every sale was like that. Mm. Right, you're talking about losing about hundreds of thousands of dollars, right? So you got to think it through. Like this is it's a business, right? So every dollar counts. Yeah, I mean, if you can get them down twenty percent on each item, uh, that's huge, right? Like over over a thousand items that adds up, especially when you're buying things that are you know expensive. If you talk them down from fifty to thirty five, like it adds up. Yeah, so you got to just think about it. You got to think macro, right? In the micro, it's like, oh, man, I can't believe, like, why didn't you just pay them the $2? But on the macro, you know, if I do that over a thousand transactions, that's a lot of money you could be losing. Mm-hmm. And you could be losing from reinvesting in other items to resell. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Oh, that's good. So, all right, let's get back to the walking story. So remember I'm having this hoarding problem. So were you getting nostalgic about it? I did. Like, I didn't want to sell it. Like, I think subconsciously, oh. like, I, I bought it and it just sat, like, in my house. We need like, to have an intervention, I think. <laughs> it, was on top of, it was on top of my curio cabinet, and it just sat there, I want to say for, like, two months. Never listed it, it just sat there. And then I eventually, I was like, you know what, I got to list this. So I listed it. And then I made sure I took nice pictures and everything. So I listed it $50 more than everybody else on eBay. 
So I listed the CD player at $199.99. You know, you know how I roll. Yep. And somebody paid full price. Did, plus shipping. Were there still the cheaper ones up? Like yes. listed? Yeah. I, and like if you look, look. These were the other ones, right? So the next <laughs> cheapest one is $139.99. Actually, $149.99. Then it goes to $119.99. And it just goes down from there. I mean, some people Man. sold theirs. I could have done some RA. Some people sold theirs for like $100. I could have bought it and resold it for 200 Huh. Right? And so, isn't hey, that crazy? Maybe I should do that before we release this uh, podcast. There you go. Right now. Okay, we're going to cut the podcast. We're going to go buy some. <laughs> because right now, if I go on eBay and we take a look at how much they're currently selling for. Um, uh, let me see. Let's take a look at. Let's remove the sold and the completed items, which it's not doing for me. But uh, we'll do, there you go. So we'll look for new. Let's see how much new are going for, Mike. We're doing this live right now while we're recording. So new, there are none available. Huh. Which is why yours went maybe so There you high. go. Maybe we solved it. Let's see. If, but I don't think mine's is the most recent. Like, But that could be. If yours is the only one, you definitely control the market. So that's a very good point. All right, so we're going to look at ended recently. There you go. That's why. So I waited it out. Nice. Build that pipeline. It works. And you hold That's awesome that we just figured that out, right? Because mine sold, uh, let's see. Well, I mean. Back on November, early November, the other one that sold, the last one that sold that was new was October 20th. I'm, I'm glad we figured it out. But at the same time, it kind of burst the bubble of, you know, like, hey, we can buy them cheap. That's true. More. Well, yeah, but you can put a search on eBay. That's true. And then it pops up. Boom. It's yours. And there you go. Some eBay RA. And you're good to go. But I like it. I just, Wouldn't it be OA? True. It'd be OA. Thank OA. you. See? Online arbitrage. We're building that lexicon. That's right. Right? Okay. But again, hey, I want to tell everyone, like, always take all great pictures. Not that my pictures were, like, amazing. I just mm. made sure I had a white background and proper lighting. And on top of that, don't be scared to price yours high and just wait it out. Like, you'll, it, all the time, I always find that people, for some whatever reason, find that, you know, that item is the one that they want. Now, on this scenario, it probably wasn't the case. This scenario mm-hmm. is probably like, it's the only one left. It's the only one. Might yeah. as well scoop it up. Probably should have listed it for higher. But then you've got to be like actively looking at your listings and then checking that can get overwhelming. That like is true. That's true. If you're trying to watch the market on everything. Uh, but it, yeah, it might be good to pick. I mean, we've talked in our last episode about not being too specific when you're out, you know, sourcing and having multiple, you know, things that you're looking for, not just stuff you're interested in, but yeah, maybe pick a, a, a niche that you're specific about that you're very interested in that you do um, online arbitrage. And maybe you're checking Craigslist for, I don't know, whatever it is, a certain type of trinket or a certain electronic or a certain whatever that you can kind of control the market. And when you see it up cheap, you're buying it, and then you're the one selling like selling all of them that are available, right? So. No, I agree. I agree. It was kind of like, remember the buckles? Yep. Like certain kind of buckles that I picked up, like I control the market, and I'm getting 40 to 50 on each of them now. It's been awesome. That's cool. I like it. Yeah, and, and so – this is slightly off topic, but you mentioned you're getting a little bit sentimental about items and you're <clears> keeping them, which, bit. which is bizarre because um, that just doesn't seem like you. In fact, I, I think I remember having a conversation with you where you're where I asked you, 
if you had trouble selling stuff that you bought and you were like, nope, no problem at all, right? So this is this is newish, I feel. It, it is new. And I, I think part of it is because now that I'm a full-time reseller, like I have a lot more time to source things. Mm. So I'm not really as worried about sourcing. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because when I was working full-time and sourcing, you know, in the evenings or on Saturdays, like you got to sell whatever you pick up. Mm. Now it's like, I have way too much inventory, right? Like mm. right now as Q4 is ramping, like I'm really not sourcing a lot for eBay. Most of that is late night thrift mm. store every once in a while or garage sale. Uh, but most of the time I'm doing RA. Right. So, but if, you know, once January hits and I'm not hitting Q4 as much, I'm excited about what I'm going to find. Mm. It'll be good. Yeah. I mean, I could see myself sometimes, uh, and, and this goes against everything we talked about last episode, but there, there are times <laughs> that, does that sound good. There are times where I'll occasionally pay up for items um, if it's something that I'm okay with being stuck with, right? If it's like, if this doesn't end up selling, if I don't find the right buyer, like I want to sell this thing for $100, but if it doesn't sell and I, I pay 20 bucks for it, I'd be okay with keeping this for myself, right? This would this is a great find for 20 bucks. Like To give you an example, today I picked up uh, a pair of Polk Audio speakers nice. that I'm really excited about. They're like triangle shape so they it's kind of like surround sound where it puts out the 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 audio in two different directions off of one speaker and there's two of them um and i i was able to talk them down to 20 from 45 i think that's what they started with like 45 i talked them down to 20 on them um and if they sell i think i can get i'll probably net like 60 they'll probably sell for a little over 100 plus shipping um so i'm excited about that but if they don't sell those are really good speakers, and I'm really excited that I paid 20 bucks for them, okay, right? So, you know, you but I feel like I'm the opposite. Like, as I've been reselling, um, I don't want to say I've turned into, like, a minimalist, even though, like, I've, I've pondered and considered doing that in the past. Um, I feel like I am almost care less and less about material things. The more I buy okay. and sell, I'm getting to the point where it's like, what do you want for Christmas? I'm like, stuff? I don't need stuff. Like, I want to sell stuff, and I want to, you know what I mean? Like, stuff isn't no, as valuable to me. So it's interesting you say that because, yeah, I'm sentimental about certain things, but I think it's because they're rare and mm. unique. You know, like, but for me, like, you know, you if you see me out, like, out and about, like, I don't wear any designer clothing. Like, I don't buy the newest sneakers, mm. like. And, you know, it's funny because in high school, that was my thing. Right. Like, I had all the new Jordans. I wish I kept them all. Mm. I had all the starter jackets. And I was pretty spoiled when I was a kid. And now... Members only jacket. <laughs> no, I, not, my dad had one, though. Yeah. But uh, it's funny because I remember when those were selling. And I'm like, where's my dad's jacket? But now, like, you're right. Like, I really don't need any of that mm. stuff. Yeah, I'm interested to see what like what our listeners think. Like, do you do you feel like you're less interested in material things now that you've been reselling, or or is this fueling your need to buy? Because maybe that's what it is. It scratches our itch to like buy things. Yeah, but I think there's like people us. that do sneakers. Like, th- there's a lot of them that resell a lot, but they really love certain mm. sneakers and they hold on to them, right? But I I don't know. I I totally get what you're saying. Like at Christmas, it's like, what do I really want? Yeah, you know. It's, it's weird. Yeah, it's kind of, I wonder, I, I wonder what it is. It might, maybe it's just the buying thing. Like you recognize that like materialism and buying stuff, you know, it, it kind of loses its, its, you know, the, the dopamine rush, I guess, of like buying something new because we do it all the time. Because <laughs> we're high all the time. Yeah. Like you got a little <laughs> bit of like excitement, like the, like, you know, going out and, and buying a bunch of stuff. Or if it's just that. No, I think you're onto something because. I do get a high. Like when I find 
like you know whatever like that Walkman mm-hmm. like that was a high like oh my I can't believe I found this you know mm-hmm. even hearing about Eric Eric the college pickers Levi's fine like it might might have not been my high mm-hmm. but like I'm high but like wow like somebody That's found it yeah. right but if like hey I'm gonna go buy this new console coming out like yeah. I'm not like. You know, well, I mean? and that's the thing too is like then that dopamine rush of of we're getting excitement. super philosophical right no, now. No, but I think that's good. Like, because I, I okay, so that dopamine rush that you have is directly connected with the thing you're buying, but then it's also connected with in your mind the profit margins, right? How much you're going to make. It's it's when it sells, you get probably a dopamine rush again. So that connection of excitement is no longer purchasing for you, but it's like the buy to sell. So maybe that it helps you disconnect. Cause I do think a lot of people who are, you know, addicted to shopping, which is a thing, right? Like mm-hmm. people have this oh, addiction yeah, where it's plenty. like, you know, you buy stuff and you think, you know, they get excited and happy about it. And then the next day it's like that excitement is gone. You realize it doesn't fulfill whatever it was that you were hoping it would fulfill. And you go out and you buy something else and you get that excitement again. But for us, that connection is with how much money you're going to make off of it and the purchase. So when you buy something for yourself, you don't have that same dopamine rush of, yay, I'm buying something because it's not as good as how much money can I make off of it? No, I agree. I agree. But I, I totally get what you're saying because I think that's why I'm having trouble letting go of some of these items because I have that rush like I found these things mm. really cheap. They're vintage. They're cool looking. Like, I don't know if I can get rid of them. Yeah. But hey, but it works. I probably need to sell. Okay. Let's get to our bolos. Bolo. I want to hear your bolo. Okay, so my bolo actually comes from the same cell that my hustle of the week came from. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, which is kind of cool because this is again, it's an, I I stopped going to sales today after uh, golden hour was over, which maybe I shouldn't have because the week before, I was when I got my big ones right. So I'm at this sale where I pick up this ugly mug, and <laughs> you're just like ugly mug. You just called it. I out. guess I shouldn't call it ugly. Unique mug. Unique. It mug. was actually really cool looking. I thought it was cool. Looking. It was really cool looking, but I call it ugly because it's not like a normal. But anyways, so I go because I was hoping to find D and D miniatures, right? Like these Dungeons and Dragon miniatures, and they didn't have any. But she had um, two Lord of the Rings miniature boxes. One was unopened. One was open, but the packages inside weren't opened. Um, and it was made by the same company. It's called Games Workshop. Uh, that makes a game called Warhammer 40K. They're big miniatures, war game. I've heard of Warhammer. Yeah. So anyways, my bolo is miniatures in general. So like little um, metal, you're looking for metal. You probably don't want plastic. Although new plastic stuff sells okay. You're not looking for like plastic army men, right? But like a little miniature, you know, the size of like a quarter if it's standing up. Um, figurines. Usually they're like uh, Middle Earth looking where they got swords and stuff, or they're like futuristic where they've got like guns and big old armor. And you so know. they don't look like toys. No, well, I, no, I wouldn't say they look like toys. Look up, just go home or wherever you're, you know, at right now. Check out Warhammer 40k. Look up Games Workshop miniatures. I've only ran into a few of them at garage sales. These things hold their value like you wouldn't believe. I've tried multiple times in getting into different miniature games. I play a few. <coughs> and even buying the miniatures used because they they sell them new, extremely expensive. Sometimes we're talking like a little tiny figure could be upwards $30 to $40 for one. Okay. Right. And people, when they have armies, have 
hundreds and hundreds of them. Wow. And when they sell their armies, if you go on eBay and you're selling Games Workshop stuff, if you're selling, um, you know, Warhammer 40K or this Lord of the Rings game or various games, they sell, they hold their value. And so if you can find them at a thrift store or if you find them at garage sales and people are just trying to offload them, maybe on Craigslist or something like that, pick them up. They, they hold have like their value. Do they have engravings on it for you to be able to tell what it is? No. Uh, that's the thing is if it's metal and it looks nice and it's a miniature, it's going to sell for money. Whether it's Dungeons and Dragons, Games Workshop, you might have a little bit of, you know, trying to figure out what game specifically it goes okay. to, but there's there's only a couple of really big games. Um, even Dungeons and Dragons miniatures, if they're metal, if you if you can get your hands on miniatures, I still don't know why they're so expensive. Even huh. the plastic ones um, are extremely expensive. I think, I don't know how they hold the market, but anyways, I picked up these two boxes of Lord of the Rings metal miniatures. It's like, I'm telling you something like quality wise, they're really nice for what they are, but like it's something a kid would get at, at a store for five or 10 bucks. They're selling for $60 each, right? I picked up two of them. So $120 worth of miniatures. Um, so that's my bolo. Be on the lookout for wargaming miniatures. They're money. <laughs> I'm sure I've just passed them up all the time. Oh, I'll be mad. I, I'm I'm waiting for the Not day. Not all that, the time, but I'm waiting all for the, the garage day of the full army. Wow. Okay. That is definitely a good one. Yeah. All right. So mine is just something I, I haven't thought about in a while. So a couple of years ago, I was at a community garage sale. And I drove up, and there was this box. And this box was full of these business phones. Mm. And the guy was just trying to offload them. And I was like, I don't know. He's like, hey, man, I'll give them to you for 20 Hmm. And it was like 10 phones. And then I looked them up on eBay, one or two of them. And, you know, they're going for like 30, 40 a piece. And I was like, okay, I, I could do this. And so I picked them up and then I went home and I went through all of them. And I, I think I sold, how many phones did I say I had? I had a bunch. I don't remember. But let's say it was 10 phones or whatever it was. I sold them all for $150. I just lauded them all. I didn't even say they worked. I just mm. said, untested, you know, there's the power cord, and that's it. There's no other cables, all, all sold for $150. So I'm like, sweet. Like, that was something that I didn't even look for. I didn't even want, mm. but it was such a good deal. I thought, why not risk it? Right. And, you know, I did a little bit of research. So that actually helped me out today. <clears throat> so today when I was going to garage, it's one of those mornings where I kept going and going and going and going, and it wasn't anything great. And, you know, the the one score I thought was a score, I picked up a stack of books for free, and none of them were valuable. Oh. Right? So I basically picked up some labor for myself. Yeah, there you go. Right? Something to throw away. There you go. But it's okay. It was free. And at the same community garage sale, you know, I, I didn't find much, and so I go to another one. I thought it was a community garage sale. You know mm. those community garage oh, sales? that's the worst. And it's, like, only, like, three two, families at a house? People, yeah. yeah, that's what it was. So I show up, and it's like, like you said, it's past the golden hour. It's like 10, 15 in the morning or something. And it was, you know, it just people just hanging out, chatting. I'm like, this is not good, but I figured might as well look around. And I go, and I see a stack of phones, and it says 12 phones on a cardboard, 12 phones, all working. Hmm. And then I find out that these were former families at the school I worked at. Nice. Now, you say nice. Back in the day, I would just roll out. 
Like, mm. I wouldn't even, because it's awkward, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, one place, I remember. Well, it's a conflict of interest, <clears throat> potentially, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, one time, it was, I bought all these Harley shirts, and I had asked, you know, how much do you want for them? They're like, well, for you, uh, you know, you can take them. I'm like, no, 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 because eventually there's going to be this awkward moment yep. where we're going to have to meet, and you're going to go, like, remember that one time? You know, it's yeah. kind of like. Dave Ramsey says, never borrow money from your family because Thanksgiving tastes a little different. Mm. Thanksgiving. I think I said Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. <laughs> Thanksgiving tastes a little bit different. And so that's kind of, but I remembered I wasn't an administrator anymore, right? Mm. So, but anyways, I told them, I said, hey, I'd like to, you know, possibly buy these phones. And they went into a story about how um, their, I think it was, what what do you call, let's see, their child was married to somebody else and that sister. Is that related at all? Okay, maybe there's I, no relation. I, I'd have to draw it out. I'm not okay. sure. I, I wasn't following. But how she did private label now mm. and how she had st- sold stuff on Amazon and she was all about it. And so she asked me how much do I want. And I'm like, I don't know. You know, I still couldn't get a number. Mm. So she tells me 25 and I go, what about 20 for all of them? And she's like, yeah, that's fine. She goes, okay, now show me how much you're going to make. I'm like, oh, I don't, you know, I kind of didn't want to. So I pull it up on Amazon and use it. These phones are each going for like $100 a piece. Okay. And I show her, she goes, yeah, high five. And like, she celebrated with me. Oh. Right. But I was like, wow, that's incredible. So what type of phone specifically are we looking for? All kinds of, I would say business phones. Business phones. Like corded business phones. Okay. For a reason, you know, when they're cooked up to a network, whatever, Uh like they go for money. And there's all kinds of different brands. Hmm. Right. So keep an eye because, you know, these are things that people like yesterday. I mean, today people complete, they look like junk. Like if you look at my Instagram uh, feed picture of it, it just looks like a pile of mess. Hmm. But all they're all the power cords are there. The cords are there. The receiver, they're all in good condition. And I can flip on Amazon for about, you know, some are going to go from 50 to 70. Some are going to go from 80 to 100 a piece. So it was definitely a nice house. So be on the lookout. For business phones. I like it. So that's my bolo. So what are you looking forward to now? Oh, man. Well, um, continuing with videos, I think, is one thing. But I, I, I think what I'm really looking forward to, I have Monday off this Monday. Nice. Right? So if you're listening to this podcast, it was last Monday. Yeah. It so it's Veterans, veterans Day. Day. So thank you to all the veterans out there who have been serving our country. Yes, really thank appreciate you so it. much. Um, so I think between Sunday and Monday, I'm going to try and get through every single item that I have that's not listed. That's intense. I, I want to have everything in my garage listed, accounted for, done, wow. not a single thing hanging over my head, which is a lot. You know, I mean, I've got quite a few VCRs I need to test and clean up. I've got a bunch of Tonka trucks that I need to clean up and research. Oh, Tonka trucks. Have you listed those Tonka I haven't trucks? listed them yet. No, because I, I need to. That was a sweet haul. It was, yeah. And I know I'm going to make a lot of money on it. And I think Christmas time is the right time for that. I just have to clean them up and do the research, right? And so there's that. There's a lot of odds and end things few games I got to count pieces for, right? Like there's, there's a lot of work I've got ahead of me, but I think it's going to feel so good to know that everything is listed. I think it's going to feel good. It'll feel worth it. Now you're in a good place because when you begin to sell a lot, Mm -hmm. like you have a huge inventory, you will always have stuff that will not be listed. Oh, I'm sure. At least that's my experience. Now there's maybe some of you experienced resellers that everything you own, you've listed. But I know a lot that don't. And I know for myself, I have all kinds of stuff 
Mm. I'm thinking right now about this Floby that's sitting in a storage tow that I just, and it's, you know, I think they're still selling for 50 to 100 bucks. I almost wonder if you need to have a specific like routine where it's like Saturdays is source day, um, Mondays is Poshmark clothes days, Tuesdays is take pictures of items days, Wednesdays is bookkeeping day. Like if you have a specific yep. thing, then I think maybe you'd be better off. But then at the same time, you might be limiting yourself on when you could be sourcing. I don't know. Some people do that. They do. They're like, they say, I'm only going to source two days and these two days I'm doing Amazon, these two days I'm doing eBay, whatever mm-hmm. it is. I just, I'm too much of free spirit when it comes to reselling. I kind of. Do you think that's hurting your profits or do you think that's helping your profits? Both. I'm Simultaneously? With, yeah, like, because. You're I'm, both making more money and losing money. <laughs> I'm even. No, the reason <laughs> I say that. You're breaking even. No, because there's times where on a whim, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go source and I have some major scores, hmm. right? Which I would have missed out on. And then there's other times like, ooh, like I have all the stuff that's like time sensitive that needs to get listed and I'm hmm. going to listen it. So. I can see that. I think it's both. Uh, speaking of that, what I'm looking forward to is I'm going to start doing. Wait. wait. I wanted to ask you, and you jumped right oh, in. Oh, go ahead. Ask me. So, Orlando, what are you looking forward to? Oh, thank you. I, I'm actually going to do some sourcing uh, on road trips. Oh, nice. So, now when I see Where are road you going? trips, I'm going or to is LA. that secret? I'm going oh, to LA. LA. So, I might see some of you. So, if you spot me out there, I just say hi. Okay. Yeah, take a take a picture of them and post it up on Instagram. Say, I found Orlando. <laughs> don't post it in the lobby of Target. Okay, go check, look out for this reseller. But I shouldn't have given that idea out. That'd be pretty funny if I saw that one day. I'd be kind Your of picture in a Target? Yeah. <laughs> look, look, out for, anyways. look out for this reseller. Um, but hey, yeah, so I'll be out and about. Hopefully you're okay. I know some of you are like, oh, he's getting into my territory. Uh, but, you know, there's a lot to go around. And uh, I really, I like traveling. I need... I need something, for, especially when you're doing RA, mm. like you need to get out there because what ends up happening, you keep hitting the same stores and it's just, it just, it goes blah. It starts to feel like a grind. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like, one, oh, you know what? Speaking of that, one of the things I wanted to talk about maybe for the episode is, you know, think about, you know, you said you're okay selling for $10, $15 right? yep. profit. But if you ever get to a place where you're like, man, I feel like I'm working, 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 mm. that's one of the things you probably should change. You know what I'm saying? Like, I do. Because yeah. then you're you're going back to working a nine to five, right? Yeah. You only make so. Anyways, I just thought about that. I thought I'd bring it up in this podcast. Good point. I could have just called you and told you that over the week, but I fear the podcast in case somebody else out there needed to hear that. Yeah, no, that's good. I think it might be good while you're building the pipeline and then slowly start replacing items. So as items sell, you're replacing it with. No, I agree. Higher ticket items. No, I agree. I agree, and and that's where I was at too. No, so. Anyways, looking forward to the road trip, looking forward to, you know, not having to do adult stuff like, you know, clean my room, <laughs> clean the house, you know, make um, your bed, cook for my, you know, cook and all that. It'll, it'll, I'm just doing like two, three day trips here and there. So it'll be nice. It's good stuff. Hopefully I get some good sourcing. Hopefully I connect with some of you. If I see you out there in the wild, it'll be fun. So I think we've exhausted our conversation today. I think so. Okay. With that being said, hey, make sure to always be following us on Pure as a Podcast on IG. Hey, on YouTube, subscribe if you haven't yet, and like, and comment below. And share. Please share. Like, tell your friends. Yeah, there's awesome. that little share, like a little arrow thing on YouTube. You can go to share. Also, a podcast, you can also share. Hey, write us some awesome reviews if you like the show. And if you didn't like the show, well... Hey, right call now, us an awesome review. Yeah, call yeah. us, call us, and tell us why. Maybe there's something we can change. Yeah, right? maybe we offended you some way, which is not our hope ever. So, yeah. 
We are uh, 619-738-1170. And I think we've covered everything. Everything else will be in the details below of the YouTube and also on our podcast. Hey, thanks so much for listening. By the time this episode drops, we're getting ever closer to having amazing Q4 sales. So be yeah, ready. Thanksgiving's around the corner. Oh, Black oh, Friday. Oh, it'll be nice. So make sure to always be real. Be relevant. And be reselling. Peace. Please.